Welcome to episode 38 of the Pro Painted podcast. Um, as always, this is an explicit podcast and we're going to be saying naughty words that your mummy probably doesn't want you to hear. So uh, get her to check to make sure it's OK. And if it's not, fuck off. Um, so it's me, Matt Lyons. I'm joined by both my co-hosts once again. Um, so let's go for Rob this time, mate. How are you? I'm good. And and to any, any mums out there that are listening, this is probably not for you. And you're probably going to switch off after you sort of hear the introductions. So can't piss wank bollocks. <laughs> Brilliant. Going straight in dry. No lube. Rob's off, Rob's off on one. Uh, Ian, how are you? I'm good, mate. Good. I'm I'm taking offence with Rob. Just assume that mothers would be offended by bad language. And some fathers could as well. Yeah, so, true. So, so <laughs> yeah. naughty Rob. Bad language oh, offends sorry. everybody. And, he, some, he, some, and some women love swearing. He, in my he, experience. he was specifically speaking to a certain subset who might get offended by bad language. So I'll, I'll, I'll let that one slide. So, yeah, there we go. We're back on the microphone. Um, I want to say thank you to, I mean, obviously, uh, it's been, we had a bit of a break. Um, went over that in the last show, not going to retread old ground. Um, but I've had, um, a bunch of messages, emails, um, DMs on Twitter from people saying really great to have us back. Um, and they really appreciated just the chilled, laid back hobby chat that we had last episode, which is great because that's kind of what I want to do going forward. And um, we'll still, you know, do a spattering of um, splattering of information in here for you as well. But, you know, actually just us three getting on the microphone and chatting hobby, I think is going to be a, a good little focus for us. Um so, yeah, so thank you to everyone who's contacted us and uh, a little bit of excitement about the um, future uh, podcast for um, South Coast Eternals. Um, as I said on the podcast episode, that will happen when we can do tournaments. So, yeah, don't ask when it's going to be out because we can't do tournaments in the UK. Um, I, I'm possibly slightly tempted um, that when I'm looking at going to my first event, um, maybe doing it like a a pre-event show uh with a couple of guys that are going to the same event um maybe just to kind of get an insight into what we're taking what we're expecting to see what we're expecting to play against you know what if there's any grudges going on the shit we've been chatting over twitter and the usual or the trash talk um kind of talk about lists so if, if people would like to like to hear that let us know that, that'd be awesome um i'll put the effort into putting that together um i'm pretty sure it won't include either of you two i don't think you two are anywhere near tournament ready no no rob's beach body ready but he's not tournament ready fucking right i'm gonna be there like well i was gonna i don't know who i'm just gonna be like i'd be like i don't know like a like a young triple h with my top off stalking around <laughs> fucking uh blackout in cardiff in, in in the not too distant future judging everyone's armies so yeah it'd be, yeah i think you've already met made uh, mark wildman moist from that comment. <laughs> well it's a new and improved rob two stone down Brilliant. um yeah and uh, yeah hopefully the nice weather and I, I can wear a singlet what the fuck's a singlet yeah what is a singlet is it like a bigger signet it's like those vests that chris wears that like hang down like at the sides and stuff that like bodybuilders and that wear in it no, Chris just cuts no. the sleeves off his t-shirt. Off t-shirt. Well, no, but they, he's got like you know they've got the big bits at the side and stuff. People, Mark, Mark he, he's just got a really short I mean. body. Really. That's that's all the long bits are. <laughs> he's he's deft with a pair of scissors. He'll love the fact he's got a shout out like 
two minutes into the episode. Uh, nice. But no, no, it's nice, good. Nice. I mean, it's um, uh, I've been on a similar journey to be fair, kind of um, just getting a bit healthier, um, losing some weight, and it's. I, 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 to be honest, it's one of those things. It's fucking. I don't know if you're the same, Rob. I'm kind of wary talking about it because it is the most boring thing yeah. you can talk about if the person you're talking to isn't big into their exercise and fitness <laughs> at the moment. So we ain't gonna talk banging on about that. Um, but like, my thought process has been: it's the one thing you can fucking control at the moment. Yes, um, that's exactly. It. <laughs> so if you can't exert control over that aspect of your life, you know, it's, you're pretty much fucked. So. Um, yeah, but I was, yes. uh, I was a bit un- feeling under the weather last week, so I had a bit of a down week, but uh, I've hit it again this week. So it's nice, good feeling good. I went for a two-mile run just before recording this. And it's funny, like there's, there are a couple of hobbyists in our space that are really into their um, exercise, and you see them put all their running stuff up and everything. And I got slightly excited when, oh, my God, I've, I've run further than I have done before. And look, this person's run the same distance. And then you realise that that's their um, recovery run. And the next day, they've run like 25 <laughs> miles. And you're like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I see people I see people like on the like Strava apps and stuff posting them and like they've, they've gone on a 60 mile bike ride. It's like, where do you fucking find the time? Are you like, do you know what I mean? Like, I suppose some people are on furlough and that, but fuck, even before the lockdown, you see it, didn't you? It's like, fucking, where do you find the time to go on a 60 mile bike ride yeah. on like a Thursday afternoon? Well, I will say like one of, like, one of the things that is pissing me off routinely is just, is, is just couple like, Look, I'm, gonna, I'm not generalizing. <laughs> I'm not generalizing, but this is look. This is my personal experience: is two women meeting up, clearly from different households, walking the dog. You can tell they're slightly trying to social distance, so you're running along a path behind them. So what do they decide to do? They stand either side of the path. Absolute twats. So they're trying to social distance, and instead you've got. Two people with me running through the middle. That's like the opposite of what you should be doing. It pisses me off every time. But anyway, running's otherwise shit. I ate it. <laughs> yeah, I so my, I. my knees, almost uh, well, over twenty years of basketball, mate, my my knees just they just turn to dust whenever I think about running. So, um, yeah, yeah. I have to cycle or swim. I've just uh, started running again, and I quite like it because it's like painful meditation. <laughs> yeah i i kind of just sl- i i it's weird like i've got a, a playlist on my phone which of course is called a diesel sex mix um, yeah. <laughs> which if you don't know what that is well never mind whatever um and i just play it all the time when i'm do- working out running it's just the same playlist and it's got it's got so many songs on it um so basically diesel sex mix comes from um chris normally putting together compilation mixes of, of cds to play in the cars on the way to events and stuff um and so it's got so many tracks on there from old episodes of the black sun and from event journeys and stuff and stuff like um it's got thrift shop on there um oh, which class it's 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 only on there because scott what scott was adamant he wanted to play it for the south coast where we went to the charity shops and had to buy our outfits <laughs> You know how obnoxious he could be? He was just walking around charity shops with his phone blaring out this fucking thrift shop song, singing along. So it's just stuck in my memory now. It just I can listen to it all the time, whenever. Um, and there's a Justin Bieber song on there as well, when Scott, again, got drunk and lap danced Richard Soresco at the first man feast for my stag do. So good times, good memories. Nice. That's what I like to reminisce on when I'm going for a run. Yeah. 
So, yeah, anyway, exercise is boring, so I won't talk about that anymore. Um, but otherwise, well done, Rob. Um, Thank you. So we're going to, again, just have a general chat. We we are going to, we're letting Rob have a bit of simmering time um, because we are going to talk about the big topic, which, of course, are his thoughts on the Bellacor reveal. Um, which, so I was going to, you know, I could say it would be a nice short show, but that's probably going to be a two hour in-depth critique. Rant. <laughs> I, I was going to, I didn't want to say rant. Don't, 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 don't disparage so him. It'll start off as a critique, and it, it'll, it'll and it'll end up being developed into a monologue. Yeah, yeah. What's well, the only reason I've, like I've asked him to uh, to make me that um, accord Hellbrass? Because I know uh, as soon as he starts, GW will release it. Yeah, yeah. Winner, mm. winner. Yes. Oh, well, it's funny that seeing the um, title of that Tau animation thing. The, Exodite. The, yeah. yeah. Which I don't think re- I think it relates. I don't think it relates to the old RX. So it's more about. The... No, it does. No, it does. It does. Does it's it? Good. Yeah. It would in, be... in, one of the, in one of the articles, it says it refers to the old army. Right. I was going to oh, say nice. that would be really weirdly uh, self-referencing. Otherwise, yeah, it would be, be uh, that would just be confusing. Um, oh yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, all that stuff. Mind. To be fair, all that stuff looks great. The, the recent reveals they've yeah. just done of the anime, because I've, I've not really been that interested in the other stuff they announced. Um, it was either too stylized or just not, not really that interested um, in some of it, even though some of it's Blood Angels. Um, I, I, I appreciate that when you're looking at a movie or a TV series that you, you need to put this human aspect in so that things like Space Marines can be relatable. But it's for the fans. We don't give a shit. So where they've got to, you know, the main character is the ship's commander or whatever. I just don't care. I just want to see Space Marines kill things. Look, when you're trying to inject a story into any bullshit like that fucking Ultramarines movie, how that... Yeah, ever... I think, I think it's, it's quite an interesting topic because I think it, it, a lot of it relates to... Um, and I think, you know, it, perhaps the... Uh, you know, going back to what we said a couple of... Or last episode or the episode before when we're talking about... Um, I think it might have been when I was chatting to the guys on the two piece podcast was, you know, listening to more sort of, a, I was listening to that Exodite slash Necron, uh, audio, well, it's mainly a Necron, uh, audio book, but it's got some Exodite stuff in it that Gary recommended. And, um, you know, sort of, uh, reading the books and, uh, sort of to inform more narrative and, and not really giving them perhaps a fair shake with, how I kind of see the lore and the, the the story side of it, you know, it's probably a lot more in depth than I perhaps give it credit for. But I think a lot of the time when you see, especially stuff on film, it's hard to, if there's perhaps something in the fact that we create our, you know, we create our own armies and yes, we might use sort of established characters within those armies, but they're still ours because we, there's that tactile mm. sort of connection that we share with our armies, having built and painted them and gaming with them that, it's almost like when it comes to something like that, it's like, well, no, because that's not how I see that, you know, in my mind's eye or how they I I sort of play with them on the tabletop. Yeah. You know, there's that sort of disconnect where you're, it's like the hobby is so personal in, in a lot of respects that it's like, well, who are you to tell me how these people behave? Hmm. Because well, in my mind, they behave as they behave, as, you know, they might, you know, you have that different type of relationship. So I don't think it's that all, all the time, but, you know, certainly, you know, with, I mean, with Horus Heresy, it's very much, and you know, the games and the, and the, 
the actual sort of missions and stuff are very much it's almost like historical reenactment isn't it with the horus heresy stuff um mm. whereas with 40k and aos it's it's there's a you know because it's not really there's no sort of written template um well, I would actually, I would actually say, and it is GW bringing the guy, I can't remember his name, who's done Astartes on board, um, is fantastic. Um, like people have been discussing it on Twitter, on social media. It's like you, you, you don't really get an opinion on like people have been potentially negative about it. You're like that's probably that's probably the dream come true for that guy, because GW yeah. at any point put a season to ceasing to assist out on his videos if they're even slightly monetized and they can claim them they can cause him all sorts of trouble instead they brought they brought him into the fold which for any of us hobbyists being able to produce um you know a hobby project and then being brought into the you know gw's fold is going to be dream come true so you don't get to debate whether it's positive or negative to the audience online because it's not about you guys it's about the person who created that content um yeah but Astartes, if for me, shows what GW should be doing, which is and it is unabashedly, uh, unashamedly, that is that is to me 40k. The Space Marines are done amazingly. There's virtually no dialogue in that thing. It, it's like dread. Just bolt porn. Well, it's not even bolt porn. It tells a story. It builds interest and suspense just through the visualized visuals, which is what it should be. It should all be visuals over story. Um, it's something that I've like russ has slightly ruined the lord of the rings movies for me recently um because i love the lord of the rings movies you know fantastic like part part of my yeah. upbringing no doubt about it but now russ has pointed out that if you actually watch them and realize that they're kind of narrating all the way through the movie like the actual dialogue and i've noticed it and it's really and it really puts me off bits now Right. Whereas rather than saying, oh, there's Gimli, it's, oh, there's Gimli, he's a dwarf of the blah, 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 blah. And you're like, yeah, yeah, people don't talk like that. And that's what it feels like when the when, when actual GW themselves are putting out their own live action. Well, not, I don't want to say live, not live action, but any kind of movie for yeah, footage. It's over-explained, whereas a start is just yeah, kind too of... too much exposition. It needs to be Game of Thrones, which is just like, bash, this is the world, this is the world... These are people, they get referred to by the names and titles. You'll learn who they are as the series goes on. Um, obviously, we don't want it to crash and burn as terribly as it did um, at the end, like Game of Thrones. But yeah. for me, that's what they should be focusing on, make content for the fans. If they're making that content and it's just to appeal to a wider audience, waste of fucking time. Do you think, um, do you ever remember, I mean, it got made, in, I never actually watched the movie that was inspired by the animation because I just, and it's surprising because the actress who is in the lead role is is one of my favourite actresses. But um, uh, have you ever watched the animation Aeon Flux? I haven't watched the animation. No, I've seen no. the movie. The movie's terrible. Yeah, so um, it's, it's based off a of, um, like animated shorts that were on. Um, uh, I think it was um, it's part of a, a, a BBC Two thing, and sort of like when they were trying to be all edgy and stuff called Liquid Television. It was hosted by. Um, a French guy, and there was like a part of it was Rapido, which was like all sort of um, Anton Decon, I think his name okay. was, and uh, Jean Paul Cotier. But anyway, it's an animation, it's based off if you YouTube Aeon Flux animation, it's just a load, it's like a story of that woman in, and, and like all loads of action sequences, but there's no dialogue at all. Sure. Like, no one speaks, and it's just flat out action and 
just you know the animation is very sort of expressive and stuff so you can kind of get what's going on but it's just really cool brutal animation and you know perhaps you know i mean that like um when they showed the trailer of like the striking scorpions and stuff yeah and that type of animation that's you know that almost looked like that what that was you know and if they did something like where it's just no talking it's all done very you know especially with Eldari being very expressive anyway um in their movement and stuff i don't know that that'd be quite cool because it, it almost it's the same as the models isn't it we kind of you've got the models in the army and you push yeah. them around and you almost fill in the narrative blanks in your head don't you yeah definitely I mean, there's no there's there's no reason not to have dialogue. I mean, I'm not saying go yeah. that far. I'm saying space Marines are a good example because they're space Marines. You don't really need that much yeah. dialogue while, while they're fighting, for example, you know? Um, mm. but you know, you can certainly have dialogue. You can have dialogue that pushes a story along, of course, but yeah, it's, it's just kind of something I had as a, when they, when they announced the first, this, when they announced kind of those initial videos, I was like, Hmm, Nah, this this isn't doing it for me. Um, but then, kind of the newer ones they've done, and where they've brought in Astartes, it's like okay, actually this is going in the right direction. So it does wonder whether they might have had a bit of a creative redirect or not, or they're kind of testing yeah, the water with perhaps. the first batch, and then maybe, I mean, it is potentially playing something a it's bit safer. Because they're changing and and doing trying new stuff and trying different things and different styles of things. It reminds me of um you know, the, the whole sort of concept of things like the Animatrix or Love, uh, yes, love yeah. Death and Robots. Yeah, definitely. I loved it. Have... Animatrix was great and underappreciated. Yeah. And uh, Love, Death and yeah. Robots. Again, you barely hear anyone talk about it and it's really good. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the best things to come out in the last decade. But, um, yeah, and just the different visual styles and the different ways of storytelling. Because, you know, there, are stuff, there is stuff in there where there's you know, there's no dialogue or there's there's even stuff with like over exposition as well where stuff is being narrated and and it's kind of the point of the of the story itself so you know however however you tell a story however you decide to do it i think um you know different having different styles and different things like that will lend itself and you know if the fact that they the fact that they exist at all is just a good thing because like you said, they'll take stuff that works and they'll take bits and pieces. You can, you, you can only learn by trying, can't you? So mm. the fact that it's actually being, that there's been money pumped into it and they, they've sort of committed to all these things is, is, is positive in my mind. But yeah, this isn't film 2021 with, you know, we're not film critics or anything, but <laughs> so sorry for the slight divergent. Oh, who cares? It's like, um, I, I was watching something the other day. I think it was a, I think it was a battle report, and one of the guys on there kind of think off the cuff uh, mentioned that he reckons he's seen about ten thousand movies, and I was just like, mm, no, you probably haven't. Um, What's that in? I'm just doing the maths on that now. Well, as I think I've mentioned before, I've got I I, I watch a lot of movies, and I keep a running list of how many movies I've watched. Uh, I think I've only recently broken. Actually, what am I on? Uh, I think I'm on about 1,500 at the moment. Right. And I must, I must watch five to seven new movies a week. So it's quite a lot. So it's almost like 10,000. I'm like, now I think you've, uh, I think you've guessed that. If it's tw- if each each average at two hours a piece, that's 5.6 years of yeah non-stop movie watching. So and yeah. not and not watching the same movie multiple times which obviously we all no. do 
So yeah. it was, uh, I, don't, I don't think that person quite realised what they were saying when they said it. <laughs> 10,000 movies, <laughs> like Doctor Evil moment. <laughs> I mean, then you add on, you've got to watch your TV series and all your normal TV and your Netflix and stuff. And, and, like, and you, live. Yeah, you've... you've, you've work just, and bathe. You've just done... You've, you've just done anything. Um, but yeah, anyway, on a, on a movie and, and TV tangent. Um, so what about any... Rob, I know you've actually been cracking on with your Necrons recently. How, how's the hobby looking for you? Yeah, good. I, I just... Um, I don't know what it... I mean, I, well, it's... I don't know what it is about the, the model range or, or just this, you know, the, the fact that I've sort of accepted the fact that I'm doing a, a lot more of a basic paint scheme or, you know, I'm, I'm not sort of trying to overexert myself with painting every single model to the best of my ability, like I, like I was with my AOS Chaos stuff. Um, the fact that I've settled on a pretty effective colour scheme that, yeah, can be pimped up a little bit for some of the centrepiece stuff, but the main, you know, I'm not trying to paint every brimstone or blue horror or pink horror, you know, to an heavy metal standard. I find it's quite, it's, you know, it's quite liberating. And the fact that, you know, it takes... You know, about five minutes to get eighty percent of a particular model done is yeah. is great. You know, um, it's just a great feeling to just see. You know, rather than you know toiling over a ten man unit for six months, I've you know I'm I'm cracking on and you know uh, sort of sub assemblies aside, I could probably you know if someone said oh there's a there's a tournament in a month's time. You know, I probably wouldn't be up for any painting awards if it was just, you know, if I could get a fully sort of painted army on the table, you know. Um, and I'm just exploring, you know, having a having the freedom of, of not really playing. I guess it's kind of one of the only positives about the situation we're in is not, not being able to play any games. So it means that I'm not really... I can look and see what's good on paper and I can read sort of reviews online about different units and stuff, but just being able to pick and choose, you know, the, the Necron books, is, there's a lot of good stuff in it. So, and, and the, the, the kits are so sort of varied and, and stuff that, yeah, just, just, just cracking on with it. And if, you know, if I don't feel like doing any painting one day, then I'll assemble a unit. If I don't feel like doing any assembly, I'll, I'll just base coat a load of stuff and get all the contrast work done, you know, um, or you know, if I feel about feel like doing a bit of detail work, then I can. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's been good, man. Just just getting on. I've uh, probably the the figure that apart from the test warrior that I did, the the um, I've got a lot of stuff that's in various stages of completion. But the one that's probably getting nearest to being done is the royal warden, um, which I just I th- you know probably won't use him as much as some of the other characters, but. Um, I think it's one of the cooler-looking characters, that, especially in the Indomitus box. I think he's, he's a really cool-looking dude. So the one thing I, I am sort of, sort of going back and forth on is um, is a couple of things. Is uh, just the the OSL effect on the rib cages. I haven't quite got yeah, that down to the point where change the approach. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I think I'm going to go. What I'm probably going to do is go super light as a base coat, and then sort of wash down um, to get the transition rather than go dark and try and blend up, if, if that makes sense. Um, because it's such a small area, um, actually blending from dark to light is quite tricky. Plus, and because, because of the small area. And, and I think 
you're starting with a lighter colour and just dropping a bit of contrast in to get the fade going the the, the, the dark way will certainly um I think it'll probably help make it pop a bit more. Plus it should be quicker. Do you think it's the case where kind of you've done the first one or two and you've kind of fucked about to get the effect you want and then you've realised oh, I've got to replicate this on the rest. So you really need to Yeah. You really need to yeah, work out. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I need to I need to lock lock in a really quick and effective way of doing it. Um, rather than you know, on the first couple of models it's kinda of like well as you just said, then it's it's messing about and finding something that gets that achieves the the look that I want. But then it's like, oh well, you know, it's it's yeah, I've made it look the way I want, but the time taken to get it to look that way it just isn't feasible doing it over like 40 warriors and yeah. Yeah. all the rest of it. So um, I, th- I think just going blocking in a starting up really light, like on a, like on one of the lighter purples and then dropping, I'm going to test it on a couple of just spare. I think I've got a couple of just spare rib cages from, cause there's a couple of, um, I've got the, uh, I've got a, a box of um, what are they called? Uh, Triop Praetorians, yeah, um, you and the, the Lich Guard. You got like spare rib cages, so I'm just going to base coat a load of them up with lead belt, whack a bit of contrast on, and then just try out a couple of sort of you know lock in their technique for getting those done, and come up with an effect that I like. Um, the other thing, got I managed to get my hands on a Chronomancer. Thanks, your heads up or your, your eBay. Oh, food. did you buy it? Yeah, oh, you, so, you didn't uh, say thank you or anything. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't think we needed to, but uh, yeah, um, thank you. Um, that's a that's a bit of an odd kit because I, I I was putting it together and um, there's some bits on the I don't know whether mine just didn't go together. In, you know, it wasn't it was in the case of a dr- the drunk cryptech all over again, but um, there were some bits where putting it together, looking at the the thing online and in the 360 view, there's on this sort of waist armor is it for want of a better word um once assembled there's a bit of gap there's quite a big gap on there and i know that like some of the armor panels on the necrons do have they're quite um they've been quite savvy where they've cut the model to put on the sprue that when you assemble them the joins are in those like gap like the the gap bits on their arm you know like the bits like the inlays on the armor panel on the lot of the necron stuff yeah, absolutely. I think we've I think we've almost I've actually found this on a couple of um, the recent GW kits. I think we've been so accustomed to how clever they are um, with the models going together to do things like that that it's actually quite surprising when you kind of just get two bits that go together and you still end up with one of those old school gaps. Um, they still yeah. exist in the kits, and there's still some of the kits have nasty mold lines on them. Um, yeah, I mean, well, the um but yeah, the, I mean, it was quite noticeable, and it was like, it was like, oh well, is it is it like a design thing that they've done where because it wasn't just a little gap, it was like a couple mil, you know, Chasm. and um, and you know, it's sort of like, well, have they changed the design so it, that is actual a sculpted gap? But then I looked at the 360 view, and it wasn't. But then I'm thinking, well, was that something that they changed because that's a 3D printer, and that's the test model that they've done and printed, and you know, is this you know, so I, I, I couldn't get a, a, a good look at. I tried looking at a couple of painting guides where people have assembled them, and as they were turning them around to paint and stuff. So why I've just filled in the gaps because it looked. I mean, it just makes it a lot smoother, and there isn't that noticeable line there. So I put them together. I've gone for the, the bully uh, 
Aeon Steve version. I think it's quite cool because I didn't realise you've got the, the different options. You've got the option to have the little box in his hand open or closed. So ah, that explains your question the other day. I didn't realise you've got multiple options. Yeah, yeah, which is which is quite cool. Um, it's a bit... Uh, I, I picked up the Psychomancer uh, at the weekend as well, which is... He's still on the sprue, but he's, he looks like a lovely kit to go together. But he doesn't... I don't think he actually has any options on his data sheet, which explains why there isn't any options on the sprue, but isn't the, I thought it was quite cool. The Chronomancer, isn't he kind of the reimagining of the original um, Cryptek? Uh, well, it's, um, I, 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 I didn't realise that, because Oric and the Diviners, I think, was the only sort of chronomancer model that they've they've done. I don't think they ever did, because like, you've got all the tentacles and stuff, isn't he, and stuff, and things. Yeah. So, um, I'm not au fait with sort of the older Necron thing, so I wouldn't really know. But one thing I will say, mentioning mold lines, I mean, it's a lovely kit once it's all together and once you've done it all, but mold lines and gaps, oh, I don't know whether I've just got a, whether it's just my particular mold, you know, I just got a little bit unlucky with the one that I got, but the fucking Void Dragon, oh my God, like, eat, like pretty much, the, the, you see how much of those little energy sort of crackly bits it's got all over it. Like each one of them had a mold line on it. Yeah, it's 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 a shame, isn't it? Because you know, well, it's not a shame, but I think sometimes where they're really pushing the boundaries, what they can do with certain kits and models, it does unfortunately mean that they are they almost expose themselves more to the old school yeah. issues um, yeah. that you can have yeah. with mold lines and things. And the actual body itself of the guy I'm looking at now, there's there's um, again maybe it's just it's me, but the um, where he goes together, like the his legs and, and the torso, and the way it goes together, like the, the legs are split um, vertically, sort of back to front. So right. the, there are, um, and they've tried to. Where I'm looking at now, they've tried to put the joins where the, the where the recesses are in the muscles, um, but on on some bits of it, it hasn't it doesn't quite work, and there is a bit of gap filling on there and stuff. But you know, it's, it, it went together well and. It's a it's sort of uh, I, I was uh, I've come up with a I mean uh, the old trick of running a seam of polystyrene cement down and letting it sit for a tiny bit longer than normal, pushing it together so it kind of squidges through the gaps and then just sanding that down usually works well on smoother surfaces, especially on armor panels and you know, it's quite a good trick for putting together when you're putting together like the older Rhino kits and Land Raider kits as well. That is a really good. It's a really good tip. I think a lot of us do, but don't really talk about. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously we've gone into gap filling before. You you mentioned with like um, with varnish and stuff, isn't it? And even uh, like uh, is it hard coat and yeah. um, even yeah. like watered down PVA works well as well. Um, but um, yeah, doing that the old uh, squidge, the old polystyrene, the old polystyrene cement squidge works quite works quite well on that. And also I found as well, just because I was being lazy and couldn't bother to get any PVA or or hard coat, is just running a, you know, if you if you got the thin, like especially with like the the Revel stuff with like the smaller applicator, you know, if you have got any gap fills and you haven't managed to squidge it together, it's just to run a bit of polystyrene cement over it. You know, and sort of blow it so it's not, it hasn't settled too thick, and that usually does the trick as well. So he he, he went together. It took a little bit longer than I had anticipated, but I'm going to start painting him. I think, or at least, uh, yeah, I think I'm, he's going to be. I've been looking at a couple of guides online, and there's a few on there, but there isn't any really that sort of get the 
kind of effect that you see on the box art really so I mean Duncan's one is pretty good but he, he goes a bit heavy handed with the old uh, contrast paints and I want to sort of do him a bit more justice than that but uh, sure yeah, yeah no it's, it's um, yeah all, all good I've got the I'm um, looking at now the, uh, the, the slightly kit bashed Lord with the orb I'm, I've uh, got ready to put some colours down on the um, I, I don't know if I did probably mention it on the last one doing like the reverse energy effect on the on the on his side for it being the, the yes, void, void side so like the rather than do the gaps like the little lines in the middle with like the glowing glowing um purple but have the main blade be dark like a dark color so i said about doing the stars yeah that's right and but like, i i picked up a, a, a pot of it so i was i had to i was re-up I was getting some extra paints when i got the psychomancer and got some of that corvus black the new uh, base black colour. Not used it. And it's um, it's uh, it's quite good because I know Ian was saying one bit of feedback Ian had with the guns on on the Necrons was that using the matte black um, from Army Painter, the old stalwart that we all use, or that me and you use it, and still refuses to use it and carries on using a bad and black. A bad and black um, is not. A, it's just not a paint. It is not. not. I don't know what. I don't know what it is. It's just. <laughs> I swear, a bad and black is actually the shit to the bottom of the bottom of the bottom of the fryers in GW cafeteria. Um, I would like to point out I do I do use both, so oh, okay. that's you need to take that slander back, Rob. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, um, yeah. But um, using uh, I I because uh, I've only really I've got the two sort of well I've got the test warrior that I've done and I've, I've already started doing the gun on the Royal Warden, but. I um I painted another of the gun with the Corvus black and because it's got that like it's like someone's mixed black with almost like with Incubi darkness. Right. It's got that kind. Of, it's, it's 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 like a. I'm looking at it now. It is. It's it's almost like in between black and Incubi darkness. Very 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 dark. But like I was thinking about maybe using that as the black on the guns on the gun casing because it will con it will contrast well with. Although it won't be no, very noticeable, it'll contrast well with the the reds in the in the purple of the glow. Um, so I'm getting really deep into my colour theory, <laughs> but um, I think that that harmonised quite well. And um, I don't know if I told you about the, the the wash mixture that I came up with for the for the um, obviously when I, the test model that I initially did the head and the sh- the shoulder pads with the bone. Yeah, were done in Wraithbone, but I thought I was slightly too warm, so I shifted to um, uh, Terminus Stone, which has, as yes, suggests, a bit more of a colder colour. It's only an airplane um, now, isn't it? That's right, yeah. So I don't know if I mentioned about the wash that I'd yeah. come up with. It was um, using Agrax Earthshade, but mixing Agrax Earthshade and Drucci Violet. Um, so putting a tiny bit of purple in the wash as well. Uh, which really helps sort of tie it in with the purple effects on the weapon. So if you don't really notice it when you look at it, it just looks like a it just looks like a wash. But but you know it's there. It's, it kind of yeah, it, well, it kind of tricks the you know it kind of tricks those same waves you know like kind of tricks the eye a little bit into you sort of think oh well that that, that looks really work that, that works really well, but you're not quite sure why it does work well. And it's because it's got the the purple and it's like when, like when you put purple into a flesh wash you, you don't really know you know it's not obviously it's not bright purple but you notice that your mind picks up on or your eye picks up on that 
sort of colour in there, which makes it look a bit more natural or unnatural in this case. Um, but no, yeah, happy days. I was thinking about doing um, one last thing on the Necrons. I, uh, I know I said no real sort of conversions. I know the Overlord is, is at a weapon swap, basically. Um, but I was thinking of doing... So I really wanted to run the Nightbringer, um because he's filth um but also, <laughs> but also i was kind of thinking well you know like uh, and it was a good op- like i wanted to, you know looking at flayed ones as well because they're quite cool and it's just again having different options in the army you know, there's no real sort of bad choices in 40k in general really i don't think um but having well you can do jeans to the courts or towel well yeah true but um having something that ties in with the flayed ones um, it'd be it'd be a much more of a close combat orientated army, and having like you know a couple of units of flayed ones and, and the Nightbringer would sort of help towards that. Um, having the um, having like a unit of Scorpex with the with and put the skins over them. Yeah, that'd yeah. be really cool. And same with the um, uh, well, uh, the other race. Well, I was thinking like just well, I mean, yeah, like there's it a couple of because you know got quite a lot of got you know spare Scorpec Lord and stuff with all the Indomitus stuff that I've got. Um, and I was thinking of having him, but then you seen a couple of conversions where people have used um, like the legs from the Reanimator, um, but what they've done is used um, just like you know how the, the leg what the legs look like on the Reanimator, yeah, yeah, where yeah. they're sort of like. But imagine the front legs, but chopped off, but turned around. So it's like you see, like um, you see those idiots at circuses with the like the springy leg things. Sure, yeah. Um, and they're sort of like inverted, aren't they? They're like in like inverted legs. Yeah, like that kangaroo legs. Yeah, so they look like quite like stalky and and, and stuff. But I was thinking for the, for the Nightbringer was um, you'll know the name of him, but that Nighthorn guy on the throne. Uh, um, that's the one um as a basis of a as a, of a conversion for a nightbringer um but have his cape um sort of green stuff it a little bit so it you know a la um, fabius Bowles cloak so it's like, like sticks together flesh sure um and then sort of replace like, the internal bits with necrony bits and then the smoke trails are coming off the back of the throne to have them almost like a digitized effect like on the void dragon um so, because obviously, night you know, flayed ones just appeared and they threw portals and stuff in the flap and that. So maybe have him like coming out of a portal or you know something similar. Uh, I was thinking, or maybe that, or the you know the effect that um, they've done for um, you know the new monolith, where you've got the effect where it's got the, the little lightning bits, and then there's like just like they've got like a Necron warrior walking through, but it's just like, like his front leg and the front bit of the rib cage and just the arm holding the gun. So it looks like he's actually coming out. Of yeah. the, have you seen that effect on, yeah. the, on the new monolith? Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Um, but maybe do that with, with the Kerdos miniature as well. So like sort of cut some bits away from it. So it looks like he's actually coming, like he's appearing just out of nowhere um, and sort of flayed one up, him up a bit. And let's use him as a as a nightbringer because he'll fit on the same size. He'll look. He'll put, he's probably on the same size base as a nightbringer, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. How, I would. do you think that? I, w- I wouldn't have his two like swirly attendant guys with the horn and the banner. Obviously, I'd get rid of them fuckers. 
Um, well, I wasn't sure what you meant originally when you mentioned it because I do have one, and he himself is tight. He's tiny. He's like smaller than a space yeah. marine. Um, right. So yeah. it's a bit like uh, I don't really see it. But yeah, having you having explained it, it it has some potential. I mean, yeah, and the Nightbringer is fucking tiny. Um, you can certainly well, give him a nice sweet scythe, and that'd, uh, yeah, that'd do well, a lot of the work. Well, yeah, exactly. And I, I think I mean, you know, I was just looking at you know getting a or, you know. Uh, a miniature, you know, similar sort of size as the as the Void Dragon, and making a, a bigger, like just actually, a, you know, a, a new version of the Nightbringer. But then they're probably going to do that anyway, aren't they, Matthew? In a couple of years' time. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, if, if anything, um, if anything's going to get renewed for a, a second Necron wave in a couple of years' time, it'll be the it'll be the Nightbringer and the Deceiver. I think. I think that um, Lady Linda could be a good basis for Nightbring as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been looking She's at got, Yeah, night on generally, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, and obviously, there's a lot of conversions out there that, you know, I think I, I saw on Pinterest someone has done a, he's, he's mashed up some Admech bits with some Necron bits and made like a Necron Kurdos guy. And, you know, you, you see them quite a bit. There's the there's the cool ones where it's like the the top half of the, of the Grimgast Reapers and then some Necron legs underneath and painted the cloaks to look like uh, like necrodermis or like flesh and stuff so there's, there's those things but I don't want to get down that rabbit hole of like converting loads of things it's just going to be one I actually um, you know, I actually think be one thing. the Bone Reaper range uh, for Necrons is massively just not un- not touched at all which really surprises me um, yeah you're talking about Nightbringer like you could literally just use a stalker <laughs> just just convert that and you've got and a, a full-on ne- necrony um, uh, Catan very quickly. Um, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of point. lot of options there for that. I they're think quite, they're, they're quite ornate, a bit like they're a bit ornamental. I think they've got more um, <laughs> yeah. more ornaments. <laughs> but, you know, just just <laughs> carrying around all their all their sweet swag. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like I think like, I mean I I, 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 I mean, think the Necron range is. You know, like I said, I haven't really got any. You know, the only way that I do some conversions would be to use up some of the fucking spare bits that I got. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That would be it's, it. Really, it's not 2001 anymore when you need to uh, kind of look at converting half the Necron range because the models are either out of out of production, fine cast, or oh, um, or just crap. Um, yeah, but yeah no, I did. It's funny you should mention about the Deceiver and uh, Nightbringer because I was going to say it does. I can hear you smoking. It's horrible. Um, Sorry. It's. It did strike me as strange. I, re- I, I that entire range has been revitalised um, from the, the from the top down, uh, with the exception of a yeah. couple of the special characters, obviously, which is understandable considering the fact that they're just little special characters. It's a lot of effort yeah. uh, and cost to uh, you know recreate all of those um, because people don't you know people don't buy all the special characters. The you know, market's smaller for those. Um, and getting the Void Dragon was amazing, but when they announced the Void Dragon, I was like, "Oh, the new Deceiver and a new Deceiver and Nightbringer would be amazing." And then they just didn't. Nothing. Like, yeah, yeah. And I again, it's I do wonder if possibly the pandemic's been a, a delaying factor in that. So maybe they are floating around, you know, kind of ready to go, um, but for whatever reason they had to cut back, you know, the plan. Yeah, waves, maybe. Waves I mean, maybe the whole Luminous. It's the Realm Lord. Realm Lord thing maybe again, but similar to that where they've. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine there's much else that 
because I mean the Luminous are a lot of new miniatures, isn't it, and, and stuff. And the, the Necron book has got quite a lot of entries in it. But I think um, you, probably, you you might be right. I think that there probably is one. You know, they're probably there on STL files or whatever you call them, ready to go. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised if they've got some sat in a warehouse somewhere, all, all eventually produced, ready ready to be released at some point. But there's only so yeah. much you can do with your delivery schedule in in, in times like these. And Illumineth is just a just a, a strange situation, but again, like I said, you know, you got to bear in mind we're, we're still in this global pandemic. It's causing all sorts of issues and delays, and you just just have to yeah. roll with it. Yeah, hundred percent. And our our little hobby is if you have excess money, you spend money on it. That's that's just that's just how you look at it. It's, it's no point being bent out of shape that you get no. more models and more rules. Well, no, I mean, and I, I can't, you know, it's good because a lot of the um, a lot of the old Necron stuff, like the Canoptic Wraiths, for instance, like I, I bought six of those because they're quite cool, and um, they're like they still look really cool. Yeah, they I mean? just they're, slot. although they're, they're t- slot. ten year ten year old models, but slot straight in. Yeah, um, you know, so they you know it's, it's good to sort of revisit stuff that you know it's not just the new stuff that's been released; it's the, the stuff that they did when they when they got a bit more, then they got a bit of a revamp last time round as well. So I'd love you to get you know, one of those. All, um, the, the 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 tomb um like centipede yeah the world yeah I, I can, do you know what? i completely forgot about those <laughs> and you got the and little wasps there's, there's a, yeah and there's a fucking massive time well not massive time but a big like heavy walk thing as well isn't yeah. it i think yeah yeah some cool um, stuff in forge world as well and it's funny yeah, like i'm so used to like gw prices now that um I, I can't i can't tell you the last time i went on the forge world website um no me neither but um, like someone put up, because I don't know if you've seen Forge World, they've got a problem with their website. It keeps saying stuff's no longer available, opposed to just saying out of stock. So right. obviously, as soon as that happens, everyone's like, oh, my God, they're getting rid of this and not said anything. And of course, you know, people are eventually being told, no, don't, don't worry. It's just the stock systems being funny. Um, yeah. But I think I've got to a point now where I see like custodies, dreads and stuff. And I'm like, and it was like 59 quid. And I was like. So how cheap they are nowadays. Like that ain't cheap. <laughs> but my yeah. brain is so just completely changed to just accepting GW pricing. And like, oh Dreadnought, fifty nine quid. That's not bad that. Bargain. I'll have two. I have two. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that so, it's really good um to hear your enthusiasm for the project and obviously our listeners over the years will have listened to you slave away at these different projects i mean i i i still would love you to you know just spend a little little time every now and again just giving giving your zinch a bit of love but i know i know how difficult that is i've got to um i've got to paint i think 20 blues and 20 brimstone horrors um so right. i've got all the ones that i might need to summon in the game for my zinch um and they're not you know yeah. the zinch nowadays isn't paid to my best standard but it's it's painted to a high standard and just looking at it it's like i need to go and do these and i just find myself oh well, if i just go over here and paint these instead then i've produced this whole unit in the time it would paint me to do it so it just you kind of end up self-justifying uh when you're in those positions that actually time could be better spent just doing another little bit of hobby um so i understand the the reluctance to go back to a a higher level project when you know it's going to take you a fair chunk of change. Yeah, I think, yeah, and I, I think that you know there's uh, and to be fair, quite a lot of the, the Zinch stuff is in various stages of completion. You know, there's not a lot of it that hasn't you know been started on. So you know, it's it's one of those that 
it's kind of you know if I were to sort of dust it off as it were you know it, it wouldn't you know it's not like starting something from scratch I mean it's you know everything that's converted is converted you know that needs to be converted is converted everything that is you know, needs to be in sub assemblies is still in sub assemblies just there in a I'm looking at now in a really useful box you know in bubble wrap and stuff waiting to be painted so you know, it's not like it's like, all right, okay, start from scratch. It would literally just be, you know, once I get, you know, bored of painting uh, silver dudes, then, you know, it would be a case of, right, you know, let's, let's dive back into that. But I think the um, the one thing that's that, that I'm kind of waiting on is obviously we're, we're selling, a, we've sold our house and we're moving. What? You know, probably, yeah, we're going we're gonna to be moving in uh, end of, april it looks like now or around that april may time so i, I don't really want to like everything's kind of like packed up and it's just the necrons are out so it's like i've gone I, I spent a weekend going through um like a lot of my uh boxes and stuff and organizing things and um sort of decluttering and taking stuff out of you know like if I've got a couple of units, you know, a couple of boxes of, of such and such, and I'll take it out and ram it all in one box. So I just sort of get rid of, you know, as much of the actual physical space as making as much of the space as possible and getting everything ready to move. So I think once I'm, I'm in, in my new place and I've got the, the, my new man cave set up the way I want it, I can, I probably have the space to have a couple of projects on the go at the same time. And out, you know, outside so I can just pick and, that was Paint my slight shock because I kind of remember you talking about, you know, talking about setting up your man cave and getting everything you want, and now you talk about moving house again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's uh, just ups, 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 upscaling, obviously, with Izzy getting a bit older and stuff. And I, I, I've been told that I, she's going to have her playroom. We've got lo- loads of rooms in this big new house, but I can't have a indoors nerd room. Um, which is a bit of a pain, um, <laughs> but I think what well, once so, it's I, such I think, an alien uh, concept to me. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the th- I think one one thing that will happen eventually is once as he gets a bit older, um, you know, I don't think Cage likes the idea of you know me. You know, she, well, I don't think she wants a room in the house just full of like nerd, you know, just like wall to wall sort of. Uh, I don't know. It's like, oh, I'm quite proud of my nerd stuff. I, I know some of our listeners, I know some of our friends are very opposite. They have their own little, you know, you're very much, your house is very much, a, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very much out there, isn't it? With, with what, you know, it's not like it's all tucked away and stuff. You, you know, you, um, both you and Jen appreciate, uh, more nerdy sides of, of culture and stuff and, Jen, you know, takes Jen, quite a place. Jen does not. <laughs> she allows she allows me as an indulgence, but no, it's uh, she's not. Well, she she, she likes she likes she likes uh, um, uh, 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 certain things as well. You know, you've got stuff that's uh, having moving photos up in the dining room. I don't really <laughs> don't think that really counts. Well, no, for, you know, what, okay, well, it may, maybe <laughs> maybe not that. But the, the, the um, like, uh, I, but I have been given. You know, I said that I've. I've so you say put my foot down you never put your foot down with a wall with your wife but the yeah to like you know i've been given free reign to, to sort of take over the garage and i'm I'm gonna have it fully fully done out so it's just gonna be you know won't ever be used again i'll probably get rid of the the standard garage door at the front and have that with just like a nice little door that you can go in having a door put on the side and and wade in yeah 
and a new window put in and stuff and it's going to be a proper and have a decent tv in my you know decent uh surround sound system and i'm, I'm going to actually invest in a in a desktop uh, as well i think to so i can actually do some decent skype recordings and a decent microphone it's going to be proper it's going to be proper full-on in there so uh yeah, look forward awesome. to that. Well, good luck with the Not move. Everyone. I know I know that whole stuff is bullshit and horrible and stressful, so yeah. I don't envy you, yeah. but yeah, no, no. Good, good luck with all that, mate. Um, Thanks, mate. That's all right. Uh, I've had to mute Ian a couple of times because his microphone seems to be playing up. I don't know if he can hear me. or if he can. I have, I've had to manually mute. Rob's joining in with the world's squeakiest chair, so thanks for that one. And I think Ian's still on mute. So... Um, Let's, yeah, it's hello. better. Yeah, I, yeah. Hello. Sorry, it, it, earlier it just sounded like you were uh, it stuck your head in the tumble dryer. Oh, how strange! It's perhaps because I was, I was I was very much lounging. He, he's a new he's a new dad. Have you not got your t-shirt on again? Is it is that microphone just rubbing up and down on your your nice fuzzy chest? Yeah. Phil. Sweet. Phil. What a what a glorious mental image <laughs> and a treat for the listeners. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. So, have you um, cracked on with any hobby at all, Ian? You got anything anything done? Yeah, I've been um, chipping away at the mangler squig, the first of the mangler squigs. So I've only been doing about half hour a day. Um, this is is this, this, to... is this the shit one? No, it's the, this is the new plastic one. Brilliant, good. So you've not got to the shit one yet. I'm really still hoping you get rid of that idea. No, I, I, I can't. I can't myself to get rid of it because um i remember the pain of painting that much yellow <laughs> so yeah right it's not it's, yeah so as soon as you've uh so yeah i've been doing yeah about half hour a day so i'm chipping away and um it's been quite um it's got pros and cons this approach definitely um it's, it's a lot more um you can set like small goals and sort of finish it so sit down and sort of know, paint his claws or paint his teeth and that's the target do you find uh, do you find you want to paint more though is, is it beneficial uh, that way no yeah I'm not um yeah i just want to paint i want to because i'm seeing the progress um i want to carry on right where it's more difficult is when it comes to um, when it came to doing the big area of yellow skin and that's like it's a bit of a chore to begin with, but only doing it in half hour chunks is even more of a chore. Yeah, it's um, kind of the story that just keeps keeps repeating every half yeah. hour. Yeah, so you're like, all oh, right, okay, come back and do the next mix of the slightly lighter yellow shade. Yeah, so it, that's um, it's been yeah making progress. So I got about I think I probably finished the one of the squigs this week. I think I'm pretty much I've been in the, in the middle of doing the mottling on the back at the moment. Um, so not I'm not sure if I posted pictures of the squigs anywhere um, before, but they were all um, bright yellow with black mottling over the sort of running from their forehead to their tail. Yeah, yeah you have to, They're very popular on Tintinet. All right, good stuff. So yeah, I'm in the middle of doing that at the moment, um, which is says. So Essentially, because they've got um, the man the squig I'm doing has got a strap um, just on his bum um, all the way around the body and a strap by his shoulders all the way around the body. Yeah. It's broken down into six sections, essentially. Right. So it's either side 
um, and left front, left middle, left back, and right middle back. Um, I think that you just, I think you just did a high Dukin then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we've been, um, yeah, so just everything's broken down into manageable chunks. So rather than a finish an area, which I, I tend to paint that way anyway, like finish an area and then move on, rather than um, base coat everything, wash everything, etc. Um, so it's, yes, yeah, it's good getting there, getting there. But I've also um, I bought some more stuff. No, that's hobby as well, isn't it? That counts so, as hobby. Um, Even thinking about buying stuff counts as hobby. That's the, does, that's the yeah. Dom Hook TM rules. Um, so it's, I, I'm not really sure why I bought this, but I fancied it for a while. And um, I, an email dropped into my inbox saying it was almost going to be out of stock. So I just bought myself an Indomitus box. Cheeky, good buy. Um, well, I think considering yeah. the fact GW is trying to charge 90 quid for the Space Marine character sprue by yeah. itself, I'm not probably encouraged not... a few people to buy that. Yeah, um, it definitely helped me. Um, <laughs> See, people think it's just stupid pricing. No one's ever going to buy it, but there's, they're always one step ahead of us. Yeah, so yeah, so that um, so I'm not really sure exactly what I'm doing. I've got, I'm mulling around a few ideas um, for the Necrons. Um with, I can hear Rob seething already. I'd be because um, I got a quite a while ago now. I bought a very very fruity um, black paint, which is like super super matte. Very okay. very odd. I've seen um, um, I've seen some of these advertised. Um, I think you spoke about. Very, did you speak about it before? Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably. Um, but I think I might do the. I do. He doesn't stop fucking banging on about it, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Have yeah, you used it, it yet? Yeah, well, I painted, um, I tried it out. I painted a old, I can't remember who it was. Uh, it was a Space Marine hero that I had hanging around. Is it, can I, you not um, find it now? Because it's just well, it's just in a black hole. Bit of a bunch. Yeah, essentially, essentially, yeah. It can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, but I think I'm going to go similar to Rob's um, technique-wise, not his scheme, but do um, about the stroke. Like, yeah, do the uh, do lead belcher, pick out some of the um, details in retributor gold, and put a load of um, contrast over the top. Probably a mixture of basilicum grey and maybe a purple or a pink, uh, just to tint it a little bit. Um, to tie everything together, and then do the the um, glowy like the weapons and the pipes and whatnot in um, this very matte black with pink edging. Okay, sounds good. And maybe and maybe some sort of lightning effects on the blades and that kind of thing. Um, but and it probably needs a third. It needs probably needs a um, another sort of spot color. Um, but I'm just trying to work that out. What color is going to be in my head at the moment? Um, so that's on the to-do list at some point, but also quite fancy doing some space marines as well. Sure, yeah, it'd be good to see um, you paint some space marines. Yeah, I'm done any for a long, long time. So, but not sure what chapter. Um, so that's at the moment. I'm howling between, griffins. Oh no, they're the worst because griffins don't howl. <laughs> it just makes no sense. It just it just makes no sense. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Squawking griffins. Yeah, yeah. When you've ever heard of it, I know it's a mythical creature, but eagles don't howl. 
So yeah, it just it just breaks the immersion. Griffin. Griffin's yeah. Great. To be honest, I'm I'm a little bit like that with um in in Florida in Universal, there's um in the Harry Potter park, they've got um a dragon on top of a building and every now and again yeah. it stops breathing fire and people are like the dragon's about to breathe fire and I'm just stood there going it's a wyvern it's not a dragon <laughs> <laughs> obviously I'm not saying that out loud but it just it irks me every time it's, it's the same with Game of Thrones they're not dragons they're wyverns what are you doing you got this wrong um, but yeah I, I understand the issue Ian what about size of the Emperor you like uh, highlighting black and yellow uh, no so um, I think at the moment um, it's toss up between three, which Ooh. I've got, which I don't know whether um, I like some. Um, I've got a, I do like the ultramarines because I don't pink blue very often. Sure. So that'll be quite, and they very, um, or everything fits with them. Yes. That's kind of, um, which sounds quite odd because there's a lot of generic models, but they are just, you know, they are meant to be the generic chapter, aren't they? So these are like the things like, you know, the shields with skulls strapped to them and stuff still fits with the Ultramarines. Yep, definitely. Um, blood Angels. No, you're not allowed to do Blood Angels. I do Blood Angels. Or um, the third one would be White Scars. Nice. Which, um, but I don't really want to paint the white, um, which, is a bit of a, which is a bit of a... It's a bit of a deal breaker, like, that one. It is, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I do like them from the um, Red and Quell on the Horse Heresy stuff. And I just like the White Scars. They're kind of cool. A bit like um, Space Wolves, but a bit more, you know, cultured. Yeah. Well, what's drawing? Yeah. I was going to say... Um, Sorry, go on. Um, no, Rob, go on. Some, Just fancy painting red. Right. Yeah, nothing. Yeah, I like, I like painting red. Because like the yeah. Blood Angels kind of go counter to what you were saying, where you kind of you feel like you want the extra embellishments just to give them that hint of the the artisan and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a bit. I've um, got loads of other stuff to do. So Se- seven um, years in the planning. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I might um, do a test model or something just to because I'm, I'm. But I need to finish the ma- as soon as I finish the mangle, I'm butterfly around. I think. Sure. Do bits and bobs. Sounds great. Um, one one scheme that I quite like with with Space Marines, and um, I can't remember the the chapter name that he gave them, but it was, I think it was a scheme that Darren Latham came up with. Um, and I can't, sorry, I can't remember the name of the chapter, but um, it's uh, it's like it's like white, yellow, and um, the main color is it's almost like Space Wolf kind of colour, so it's, it's kind of like Space Wolves, but um, they're, uh, I'm trying to think now, what the, I'm going to try and Google them now. Um, so one of the other options I was thinking of, because of the, um, is a success, like a homebrew success chapter yeah. for the White Scars, but um, invert the traditional colour scheme. So the red, so do the, yeah, that's, that sounds cool. Black Scars? So, do, yeah. uh, so I was going to do red, red with the white um Detailing, like the um, I'm not sure what the like the asymmetrical designs. It, uh, that's normally in red on the white scars. Necropolis uh, Hawks. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to put I'm going to I'm going to put the I'm put a picture quickly in our in our WhatsApp so you can see the picture. I quite like that. I think that scheme looks really nice. Kind of reminds me of the white <laughs> consoles. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So basically, space, like space wolf body, white head, white arms, white backpack. Yeah. Yeah. Yellow yeah. Um, but I really like the the new Space Marine Land Speeder. I think those are one of the sort of very, very just cool looking models. Yeah. So, so I quite like the idea of Raven Guard as well. Mm, yeah. I quite like all the um the main chapters apart from the Iron Hands. What's wrong with the Iron Hands? Uh, they're just a bunch of pricks, aren't they? <laughs> Why are the Iron Hands out of everybody are just a bunch of pricks? Uh, just uh, they just annoy me. Okay. Um yeah, they just yeah, they just uh they just, yeah, they just irritate me. Rob, so, Rob's just, not down Rob, with the cyborgs. No. How do you mean? Well, he doesn't like Iron Hands. I mean, well, I, I think they're, well, they're, they're shit, aren't they? I think um, <laughs> when when your when your Primark is literally called Iron Man, um, it's it, it's just just lacks that, and he, you know, he gets beheaded than the by his best mate, which is always a good, bit of a good, you know, chump move. Um, Call a spade a spade. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So yeah, I think. Um, It'll be quite interesting to see what you do with Space Marines, mate. Um, whichever one you decide, it's, uh, like I said, something that you've, uh, I haven't really yeah. seen a fully fledged kind of project for you along those lines. So, yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's um, pending. Um, the other thing that's kind of mulling over at the moment, um, which is very much in the think about hobby um, realm of um, the hobby, is. Um, because we we get in lockdown, my other half has decided she doesn't mind, she wouldn't mind playing a game okay. or something with me. Um, so I've got tons of box games. I'm just deciding which one to um, introduce to her. Um, so I got, and currently I got Blood Bowl, Dread Fleet, Space Hulk, Blackstone Fortress, and. I might do another one. But I can't, it do space Hulk, get your get your eye in on some uh, on blood a, angels, on, a, on some blood angels maybe, or yeah, mm. yeah. So um, I don't think any of those know. are good options, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> the only put like I'd I'd love to go, I'd love to do a blood angels, right? But I, if I'm going to do a space marine army, I want it to be like re- reasonably competitive, and I don't I just don't want to paint any. I don't want if I'm going to do a Space Marine army, it's not going to have any standard Space Marines in it anymore. Do you know what I mean? So as soon as Blood Angels release, I know you can do like the, the Primaris Death Company, but um, as soon as Blood Angels, they release like Primaris Sorry. Sanguinary Guard, then yeah. that's it. I'm in. But um, up until that point, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm holding off. I'm, I'm not, that's, that's when I do a space marine army. I'm, I'm not, I, it's going to be blood angels because they were one of my first loves. I love the new Mephiston model. Um, and yeah, I, I want to do, I, you know, I, I love, you know, they're, they're another chapter that, that can sort of in the law have pretty much everything. You know, it's they're not sort of really leaning what, you know, obviously you can go jump pack heavy with them, but they're, you know, tanks or speeders or flyers or whatever but I, I don't want to have any standard space marine stuff in my army and um yeah, yeah primary sanguinary guard and then that's me doing blood angels will you both fuck off just of all the chances <laughs> seriously i've got like oh, I, I remember, I remember, i've got, I, I've got know, like I, three four thousand points painted and you two dickheads <laughs> are sat there talking about blood angels 
yeah. I'm currently contemplating painting a hundred tacticals, so you know, whatever. Oh, really? Whatever. <laughs> well, that blows, I, my, I, that blows I, my mind. I, I was I was actually looking at potentially doing flesh tearers or um there's one, I can't remember the name of the successor chapter it is, but their sanguinary guard are it might be flesh terrors, so apologies. They're white. Their sanguinary guard are white. Yes, that's flesh terrors. Is it? Oh, so that'd be that's cool. That'd be cool. There's um tabletop so, tactics on um on YouTube. Just they've just got their commission painted in army by I think Fletcher's painting studio um on, on the Instagrams. Um it's a lovely army, really nicely done. And they've got the white sanguinary guard, but everything's been pri- you talk about firstborn, everything's primaris. So the sanguinary right. guards have all been primaris or like they it is actually a little bit confusing with some of the things. Um but yeah. it's worth having a look because they've actually done a showcase video talking about the army, which is which for us is, is quite cool. So they kind of talk about the right, okay. and the ideas right, behind right. it. I'll, I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes because it's really worth watching. Okay, that's that's, that's interesting. And um, I, I think I know if I, if I if I did, you know, if I converted a load of Primaris Sanguinary Guard, they would literally release them the next week. I know they would. I don't. Fuckers. The thing is, though, they're not really they're not really something that needs to be converted per se. They're just you can kit bash them. Um, yeah. All the marine stuff. Well, I mean, looks fine. Similar to how I did those Blood Angel Terminators with the Sanguinary Guard chest pieces. Yeah. I don't. I've I enjoy never, painting I, those. Oh, thank you. Um, the uh, I, I haven't really sort of looked into the Primaris kits or anything, but uh, I know the shoulder pads the same size as normal Space Marine shoulder pads, or are they a bit bigger, or is, is stuff interchangeable? They're a, tad, they're a tad smaller, but they're in all honesty, they're all interchangeable uh, because you get so used to working with the the monopose kits that you you know you yeah. just clip off the shoulder pads, put a bit of green stuff on, put the new the old ones on, bish bash bosh, job done. My um, yeah. I've got 10 Death Company and I was about to paint before I got flooded. Um, there, I've actually got them out and they're sat on a shelf. Um, and they're all converted with, you know, Death Company bits because you can't, you know, the Death Company parts only exist for um, Firstborn. Um, so all yeah. the shoulder pads and stuff for all the original Marine stuff. And, yeah, they they, all, they look fine. Like, honestly, you wouldn't know they weren't for Primaris. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. It's good to know. Uh, but yeah, well, be... talking about my hobby, yeah. I suppose, shall I, um, before we get on to the meat yeah. of, the, of the big question that everyone's dying to hear your thoughts on, <laughs> um, <laughs> is uh, is my hobby. So mine's a little bit a uh, little bit less impressive than normal, shall we say. My girth's not quite as wide. Uh, I've not spread myself as widely as I would do normally over the last couple of weeks. But um, uh, that's because I've got a bit of a, I'm doing a, an AOS army project. It's not secret. I've shared it with quite a lot of people, but what I'm trying to do, and there's no real reason for it, just so I can just see what the experience is like. I'm not putting the army on social media. Um, I'm just trying to see what it's like, just old school, just working on an army, sharing it with friends, having one-on-one conversations about it, maybe in small groups, um, you know, asking for feedback when wanted and um, just this idea of just revealing it when it's all done, which I think is a bit of a bit of a novelty. And when some people do it, it just, it just, I love it when people do it. Like it, it boggles my mind that people manage to keep all this creativity to themselves um, without asking for, you know, feedback and comments. Cause that process, um, you know, putting things online, putting it on Twitter, putting it on Instagram, and 
you know getting comments back and you know we joke about getting the likes and things but it is a great motivator um so it's been a very different experience so if, if you are listening and you want to know what i've been working on you can always text me if you've got my number or you can hit me up, hit us up on uh, on twitter i'll send you photos just please don't then share them straight away on twitter that would annoy me um but yeah if you want to see what i'm working on um but i've also been um focusing on getting things finished and rounded off um and completing myself some more of the realm hammer uh, achievements um so i've officially finished i painted a thousand points of stormcast this year which i think is pretty, pretty legit i'm quite happy with that um and it's also meant i've fully painted up the stormcast um vanguard auxiliary chamber which is the really good shooty battalion mega battalion from the stormcast book um so i've i've actually got the money ebay at the moment to see if i can make some make some cheeky pennies so if you want a bit of a bit of a bit of a filthy list ready to smash your mates up when tournaments start hey rob we nudge nudge wink wink um you can shoot some people off at aos rather than 40k um that's up on ebay so i have a little look for that um but I've also just painted up some units that I just had lying around. Um, so to make it a thousand point legal army, um, and these are the battle line unit, and I really didn't want to paint any more um, Vanguard Hunters because I've already done 15. I did 10 last year, and I did five more this year. Um, so I dug, th- dug through the bits box, and I managed to dig out five of the starter set Liberators, which Rob... Um, was talking about earlier about gap filling but the the, the shoulder pads there's basically mold lines straight down oh, the middle yeah. of the shoulder they're horrible oh yeah they are some of the best examples of, <laughs> of really bad um like you know really bad gaps um and a very prominent place and obviously with these I'm, I'm doing transfers as well so that makes it even worse for transfers because they want a nice flat surface so I, I spent the required time just and it is such a simple process just got my um Hard coat out, old paintbrush, and just paint it along the seam, paint it on the edge of the armor, let it dry, just rinse and repeat it as many times as you want. Um, normally about three or four coats, and that's all you're doing. There's no technique to it because the the varnish naturally dries, it shrinks, so it goes into the gap, uh, and it will fill it. And honestly, if I showed you them in real life, I think you'd be hard pressed to tell um, they were the starter set ones. Um, and also, I'd really weird but amazing accident where i'd stripped one of the liberator primes from the unit and it's one of those scenarios where it's a bit annoying because the liberator primes the starter set they all come with shield and hammer and really you want them with the special weapons because that's just how you take them um but because i'd stripped it um someone had used plastic glue and it had melted off the arms I don't know what they'd done, but I'd literally ended up with this perfect Liberator Prime, which is a mono- which is a single pose model, and just the arms were gone. There was like a little bit of overhang, and I don't know what had happened. I think they must have gone crazy with the plastic glue, and it just melted it perfectly. And then when you strip them, it breaks down the plastic glue, and his arms just fell off. So I ended up with this perfect torso. Um, and I've got I've had plenty of retributors and things in the past. Um, so I um, dug myself out um some of the protector arms which are the guys with the spears um and it was a perfect fit straight off the bat for um giving him a ground hammer so got them converted up got them kit bashed um 
painted up in my scheme and uh, they they even picked him out for Warhammer Community to give him a shout out online which is great which is cool um, but it was nice to pick some Liberates so that gave me another battle line um, and I also have a Relictor and I've never painted one properly I've always speed painted it and meaning this army isn't my, my top standard at all but um, I'll tell you what contrast paints has made painting something like a Relictor so much easier Um because obviously the big the big hurdle is the the standard he's got because it's you you've got a skeleton attached to it bits of bone weaponry and then the actual stand itself is solid and then it's got a trim and then it's got spikes on it and it's got candles so there's a lot going on and I found the contrast paint method so good for it because I sprayed the model like I do normally with uh, Gracie did all the black armor and then all i did was literally go right let's do the skeletons give that skeleton skeleton horde which i found actually i much prefer it uh, i'm surprised i much prefer it over gray seer than i do um wraithbone so i don't know if either of you have tried um skeleton horde over the gray seer instead of wraithbone no okay uh <laughs> Sorry, no mute. No, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, because when I first used Skeleton Horde, I had a couple of people who weren't particularly keen on it, so I highlighted it up. But over Grace here, it looks great. I was really surprised. Um, and it's the same with. Yeah, I think the, it's, it's probably a bit too too much of um, it's like too much of the same yeah. thing, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I mean, even just thinking of a slightly grey base coat, you wouldn't think it would it would work out, but it did. Um, and then just being able to do that and then just tidy up any bits where you've gone over the edge and then chuck the next, con- next contrast layer onto the actual standard. It was just, it made the process so much smoother. Um, and then I also cracked out something you never see on the tabletop, except for, I think Ben Smith painted like 30 or something stupid for a raw event, but I painted a unit of Griff Hounds, which, oh, nice. which were actually really annoying because I painted five. And it turns out there's six in a unit, so I had to dig no. another. <laughs> I had to dig another one out and paint it. And um, I had a couple of. I've had a couple of silver towers over the years, so I've got two of the really tiny ones that come with the priest in there. So I've just got oh, four, yeah. four big dogs and two little ones just running around. Um, and actually, the reason why I painted them up is because I wanted to remind myself um, how some of the contrast paints look that I don't use that often. So I used a lot of the browns, so like Saigor brown. Um, Wildwood I used a lot, but I wanted to see what it was like over a, a larger surface area. And a couple of people on Twitter mentioned, actually said, oh, how much did you water them down? And with these, I actually didn't. I, I used all sorts of different contrast paints, and I think it's just one of those perfect positions for the contrast paints where the surface area is big enough that they work, small enough, that they don't go streaky from the paintbrush strokes. Yeah. yeah. And obviously I spent the time keeping an eye on them and getting rid of the pooling. Um, and all they've got is literally that, that contrast one edge highlight um, just on the topmost muscle areas and things like that. And that's it. Bish, bash, bosh. So that, that knocked me out um, a thousand points worth of Stormcast, which earned me a, a nice chunk of achievement nice. points as well for Realm Hammer, which, uh, which is quite nice because it popped me straight to the, uh, the top of the leaderboard. It's like, yeah flex so over, overtaking tony kirby who's also been cranking out the hobby um and the only other project uh, i've had which i'll talk about because i think people don't really tend to talk about what doesn't work other than rob and his drunk assembly um 
I I got really inspired to do so I've got a lot of Space Marines um but I've got a lot of duplicates of things that I'm I just know I'm not going to need any more of in my Blood Angels army so I've got three inceptors with the um the bolt I can't remember what the bolt weapons are called the uh, the heavy bolters um and I've got another three and I just know that I'm just never going to need another three I don't want to paint another three um so i've got like duplicates of things like that like more hell blasters so i liked the idea of painting up um another space marine chapter just as a little project and i really wanted to try out the a lot of the horace heresy hobbyists do it of doing like the candy metals um so i was like oh i really want to do soul drinkers so i really wanted to do this nice deep purple armor over a metallic base coat because when i was reading the the original um soul drinkers books one of the covers is of this very metallic and um silver uh, metallic silver metallic purple armor so i want to give it a crack and basically couldn't get it to work um i think i know what i need to change going forward um but for something that was a, a quick project it's been i actually stripped him twice and resprayed him um and i think the major failing is actually i really want to work use um shayish purple but it's just too strong like i i i thin that motherfucker right down and put it through an airbrush and it just turned the metal black i was like i i my brain couldn't compute because i'd taken the model i um undercoated it lead belcher washed it in all oil dry brushed it up to um Stormhose silver and then <laughs> put this thin shayish um through the airbrush and it literally the model just went black um so well that's a total failure um tried again by thinning it and uh putting in um Drucci violet as well so it was basically more Drucci violet with a bit of shayish. again just <laughs> completely overpowered it um so then i did a the third attempt this is that same model has been stripped twice I did a super thin concentration of it and did it by brush and it's worked better, but it's nowhere near what I wanted. So um, I saw a, I saw a video earlier today, yeah. which, which might be relevant. Uh, it's one that Byron's done about um, airbrushing inks. Yeah. And you know, tint and things, but that would probably work better maybe. Well, that's than the, that's what I was trying to go for. I like turn the the contrast paint, um, shyish purple into a tint, but it, it just it it just doesn't yeah. want to be. Um, yeah. So the idea of doing something quickly and <laughs> doing it for fun kind of went out the window. Yeah. So I, I put some I, I just put so I broke up my Deshada lilac, put some edge highlight on it, finished it, put it on a base, and it just sat on a shelf. So it's just like I've done. A, I painted a model. He's fine. He just sits there. That project's dead in the water because i tried to do something it hasn't worked out a couple of times i can't be bothered to invest any more time or effort in it so draw a line under it move on um so i'm now cracking on with my uh far side enclaves tau is my next 40k project uh which is for which is basically i'm going to follow along with the um crusader 4 gamers that i mentioned that the realm rift face hammer guys and uh um the imperium are doing um just give me an excuse to paint all this tower bought off rob um weirdly two of my 40k armies are both previously owned by rob so uh, i'm looking forward to picking up his necrons in the future <laughs> <laughs> right. i think um like I, 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 I just going back on on to what you're saying about um trying stuff out and you know not working and, and and sort of putting a pin on it and just 
moving on. Um, like, you know, I think you know, sometimes we can all obsess a bit too much on, you know, uh, my, my hobby doesn't know anyway, get anywhere near obsessive. Well, you can, um, you're kind of laughing at yourself for a minute there, Rob. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm fucking hypocrite. My, the TV in my hobby room's not switched on, so it's literally a black mirror, so I can see myself talking. And I know you're <laughs> pointing to myself now. I was like, you're fucking lying, brother. Um, but <laughs> I think, you know, just having that, you know, having an idea, and, you know, like I said, you've got, you've got, a, you've got a, a, you know, a spare mini knocking about that you can, you can try something out on, you know, is, you know, it's like, you know, you're trying to nail this process down with the with the rib cages thing on with with the necrons. You, know, you can you can try something out, and if it doesn't work, then as long as you know going into something that I guess it's you know the the same way. You know, I mean, I I've spoken about doing. You know, how long ago, uh, Ian? You know, when we were into 40k last time round, was saying about doing a 40k army that was just you know a little bit of sort of uh you know, just really basic but then a couple of little highlight like literally like sort of sort of fancy bits per model to show that you are a good painter but the rest of it is pretty much standard stuff you know just so you can yeah. actually crank an army out and have a play with it i always used i mean uh you remember i always uh, i mean i know joe tomaszewski the, the probably one of the best heavy metal painters to ever hold a brush you know he's got a neck he had a neck on army that was um you know, obviously not basic, but basic by his standard. Do you know I mean that he's just obviously knocked out for an army, you know? And if you can, if you can refine a style and have something that you can just do really quickly and that you're happy with the results, you know, I, I, I'm starting to kind of, um, you start you know, embrace, embrace that philosophy. Yeah, yeah, and, and have you know, sort of come be yeah. an epiphany, you know, like I can, you know, I've it's not sound big headed or anything, but you know, like I know that, you know, I, like the Bellacore stuff I won, you know, even just Bellacore on his own has won a couple of awards. Do you know what I mean? I took him up to Open Day and, you know, he, he placed up there, you know, in, in Games Workshop, you know, and only got beaten out by two Golden Demon winners. Do you know what I mean? Um, and so I know I can paint if I put my head down, but, you know, I, setting you such, such a lofty goal, sometimes it is just nice to, think of a scheme, come up with it, oh, it doesn't work, fuck it, I'll go on to my next project. Do you know what I mean? And not obsess over it too much. Um, yeah. You know, I, you know. I could have got stuck down I, that rabbit know. hole, spent yeah, just looking yeah, exactly, online. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what I, the point I was trying to make, maybe I sort of diverged a bit too, but going back to what you did, I mean, you could, like you said, you could just, fuck, you know, and end up painting six or seven, stripping them and redoing them and get really fucking pissed off with yourself about it when actually just it's quite liberating just to throw it over your shoulder and go fuck it I'll start something else yeah. been, and, and knock out a really nice looking towel commander in the process well that's the plan anyway but it's I thought I'd share it because I think it's an experience that we all have but people don't overly talk about it so yeah. it's, it's fine to be not happy with something just you know you can I was only doing it on to be fair I was lucky because I was only doing it on a whim um but yeah that was uh that was my last little bit of hobby, and now it's full steam. Um, I'm working. Uh, what, what I do want to give a shout out actually to is I shared one of my work in progress um, water bases uh, for this project that I'm working on. Oh and yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Actually, it's a bit of a dual role because um, Jed wants me to help her with the the water basing for a planned deepkin army. Um, 
so she had a couple of ideas so it's kind of using um some of the things that she wants to in that army as well um but if you check out fluff uh fluff hammer on youtube i'll put a link in the show description um a couple of people asked me how i've done that friend of the show yeah friend of the show chris mills um he uses um, a lot of the basic techniques that he's using in that video. Um, I've, I'm using different products and um, kind of changing slightly how I approach things based on the products that I use. Um, for example, I mean, pro tip, and I'll maybe I'll link. So people know, obviously, I don't like Green Stuff World because they're twats. Um, but the, the irony is I do a lot of 3D printing, and that's UV curable resin. So when they've got their UV resin, all that is is that stuff – uh, you get the crystal transparent stuff and they put it in a different bottle and they're charging three times the price so it's just as most green stuff things it's just stuff repa- it's just stuff repackaged so um, once i get mine through and i've given it a try um i'll put some links up for far 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 far, far cheaper um green stuff world um than green stuff world resin um i'll put that link up in the show but uh, i'm waiting for that to arrive um what's, what's the saying um Something about a, a woman, no, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Oh, yeah. Hell don't. hath no fury like a, like a rage quit mat scorned. No. Hell, <laughs> hath, no, hell hath no fury like like a lion scorned. Yeah, like a lion's, yeah. I'm a, I'm a Lannister, aren't I? You know, pay my debts. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, look, I kind of feel slightly good because they are now, their reputation's kind of catching up with them now um, from people who have had to deal with them directly because they're, Always those they're shit um so yeah so yeah no, if i can help them take take a little bit dig at their expense then, then then i'll certainly do that um so yeah no i mean that was i want to give um chris a shout out because he's done a great video on it and some really like to be honest um i'm waiting for this resin to arrive um because the way he makes waves is just using like those cotton pads that um the ladies use for their makeup and he just tears them up and puts the UV resin all over it and dries it. And it just turns into waves straight away. And I was like, that's amazing. And um, the other thing is he uses um, nail caviar. I'd never heard of it before. Um, and they're literally literally like little tiny, tiny, tiny um, balls of crystal. And women like sprinkle them on their nails. But what you do is you put them in the water effect along, along like the top of the waves. And it gives you that like slight bubbly look. So I'm looking forward to oh, using nice. all these, all these cool, all these nice, cool new products. Um, oh yeah, well, it sounds sounds interesting. So I'll put. Them I, haven't, in. I haven't decided on a. Yeah, go on. Sorry, go on, go on, go on, go on. No, 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 I was about to mention Bellacore, so you crack on. Well, I was going to say I, that's one thing that I haven't cracked with. Um, my Necrons is is a is a colour scheme for the base. I think I'm, it's probably going to have to be a lighter scheme. Um, given how dark the overall sort of tone of the model is. Um, but I'm not doing fucking snow basing. I when refuse to do snow basing. Do my uh, do the same basing as my Necrons. We could be basing bros. What, what colour is that? It's like a pinky purple. Yeah, it might clash with the purple energy stuff. It needs to be contrasting a little bit. I was thinking maybe like a jungly thing to tie it into like the, the Exodites, because I want to tie the two armies together, so... Why on earth are you thinking about but, tying Exodites and Necrons together? Because in the in the in no. the audio book that I I listened to, uh, the 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 Traz and the Infinite he raids an Exodite world for right. like their goodies and stuff, and there's loads of like Necrons fighting Exodites and and that. So yeah, it's um, 
that's kind of you know the narrative is informing my hobby, Matthew. Okay, all right. And, uh, all right fair enough. Yeah. I just I just don't I don't want you to put up when you said jungle basing straight away I was like there's a fucking obstacle. I just want you to have well, no, no obstacles, crack on, nice straightforward basing, get your snow out. Yeah. Get my snow out and got I don't owe any own any Valhalla and Blizzard, thank you very much. Alright, disparaging <laughs> comments about popular basing methods. <laughs> Rob the basing yeah. hipster. The cop, out. cop out basing. Ice, it's no basin, cop out basin. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. All right, that's right. Now, and you know how much he enslaved over doing his basin. Yeah, fucking the, the worst two types. Two the worst types is fucking snow basing and cobblestones with with lichen <laughs> and moss. Yeah, They're just the two worst. Some chumps that do that and get away with it—it's unbelievable. It's just conning, so it's fucking smoke and mirrors to the community. What's wrong with shouldn't be allowed? Stone yeah. basing? Is this is this, a, ge- is this a genuine opinion? Honestly, had me yeah, a little I, bit I, worried I, there. I, I do not like snow basing because is it fucking winter in every fucking battlefield? No, it is for my zine. But, but, it's, but it's winter in some battlefields. Uh, is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? This is such a stupid fucking is comment. It, is it a jungle and everything? <laughs> no, yeah, but no, but the, the, yeah, but no, but, the, yeah, but, no, but. <laughs> my my basing idea is informed by narrative, and that's what matters. Mine's mine's informed I'm, by I'm, narrative. I'm, I'm winding, I'm winding, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not saying it. I'm I'm literally joking. I've got, I've got little mirrors on mine. Have you? I've got a shitload of Valhalla and Blizzard of mine. I know. I've got loads of that as well. Yeah. Good stuff. Only joking. I love. I I know. I I I actually really like your your. uh, It pains as much as it pains me to say. I I like your your crystally snow mirrored zinch basing on your on your army, Matt. And I I really did like enjoy your Iron Jaws basing. So, yes. What what my jungle basing? No, Ian's, Ian's, oh, Ian's Iron Jaw snow basing. What do you think of my yeah, jungle basing? Would you copy that? Yes, yes. Uh, well, I, I was this is a diplomatic. It, it looks shit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Bellacore. <laughs> Move, moving on. Mm. Moving on. Moving on. I do think I do think so, uh, basing weirdly has become one of my strong points, which is a bit bizarre. I swear most of the things I put up online is always at least everyone's like, oh, the basing looks great. It's like, yeah, I don't care about the fucking basing. You just talk about my NOS models, please. <laughs> it's one thing that I, I, I don't know. I just come up with, I, I draw, literally draw a blank when it comes to, I think like the, uh, I, I mean, I spent far too long to try and nail down the ruined temple basing for my zinch. And I think that you know, after buying, I, do you know what? I'd spent so much money on like the, um, Oh, what was he called? You know, like the what was the name of the? Is it Shattered Dominion? Shattered Dominion, I think. Uh, well, yeah, I got I got a load of the Shattered Dominion bases, and they're shit, right? Yeah. And um, but the um, it was the what you know the one with the well they they released all the new stuff for Age of Sigmar, all the not like I don't know if it's the most recent terrain they've done for Age of Sigmar, but like you know the modular yes, I know temple. Um, basing yeah. where you got like the penumbral engine and all that sort of stuff. Was this the one like, where, so you, I, where you asked me to um, if I could <laughs> I could laser cut out basing from the uh, from the pl- the new plastic yes. the Sigma temple? Yeah, stuff. that's right. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, I fucking can't. 
no. So I, I got one of those. I, I inverted. I've, I've got it here in front of me. Actually, I've got one of those um, hacksaws, like, but that have got like you know like the really they're really tall, so you can go yeah. through like really long bits and cut around. And I did that and sort of cut out like circles and then sort of chipped them away and stuff. And I think they they look really good. So they're probably the best basing I've ever done. Um, and I haven't done much, but you know. Um, I'm really at a, a, at a loss what to do with the, the neck runs. I was thinking maybe like a, a Martian y kind of red, like the, the Martian iron cross type thing. Mm. Um, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure yet. But sorry. I think, um, I think a growling earth will look better than the red. Which one's that? That's the bony one. What, the crackle? The, crackle? Yeah, the crackle. Like, yeah. Is that sim- similar to what. Um, Chris used for his iron jaws. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. Or even the, um, the black one, the crackle black one over the fruity colour. Yeah, yeah. I want I quite like that texture. I think that would quite contrast quite well with the textures on the, of the Necrons being quite sleek and smooth and stuff. So yeah, it's quite a good shout. Maybe do it like a light, like a really light ash kind of colour maybe. Mm. Um, that'd be quite cool so I haven't seen the crackle done in like, like a light ash and it's like, it could be just like a like a arid wasteland sort of they bombarded it and nuked it and stuff but yeah maybe that'd be quite cool but anyway yeah sounds cool to me yeah maybe maybe, to, maybe a tra- it's for a couple of test bases maybe that's, uh, that's that could be on the cards isn't it good like didn't put PV isn't it a good thing to put PVA on the, the bases yeah. first before yeah. you do it that's correct yeah, yeah see I do pay attention in class I think, it's, <laughs> I think it makes it because um, it makes it smoother so yeah, it's, oh, okay. it's, it doesn't um, grip as much when it's trying to crack uh, so you get you get um, yeah bigger bits bigger bigger more defined crack yeah <laughs> I think that's I think that's the we, 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 we brought it right back to the beginning of the podcast it's a full circle Perfect. Nicely defined crack. Cool. Awesome. Well, big question then, Rob. Okay. What do you are we going to have a little break beforehand? Or do you, are, you, are you telling me you need a little break? You need a... I need to go and do some, I need to like a little mini montage in my garage, do some pull-ups and stuff. And <laughs> cool, okay. Run yeah. around the garden a couple well, of times. Let's have a little break then so Rob can warm up. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs> And we are back from the break, which really wasn't a break. Rob didn't go anywhere and kept chatting normally. So anyway, <laughs> as far as the listeners are concerned, <laughs> we're back from a break. Um, so big question, Rob. Uh, well, actually, Ian, you've got the perfect question. So would you like to ask yeah. it? So new Bellacor, one word answer, yay or nay? Yay. Cool. Oh, and uh, that was episode 38 of the Pro Painted Podcast. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Soon, bye. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, obviously it was a, uh, you know, some people trolled me, some people said, you know, oh, well, you know, you were that, you know, I, to be fair, like, Bellacore, like, I think you were sat on around, I think you got about a, close to 100 more likes after the the other Bellacore was, um, was announced so you know if, if anything it kind of just 
uh, increased uh, a bit of interactivity with that and, and people sort of saying and I had, I had a few shout outs from some uh, some people that I, I know on you know they sort of retreated retweeted it and sort of said oh you know well, Rob, Rob, Rob did it two years ago and all this kind of stuff and it was quite funny to see that kind of engagement but no I think that you know the model is is pretty cool um, you know they've obviously done that they've they've done quite a cool uh, scenic base with them as well obviously I think what you know the, the thing to remember is that mine is it's supposed to be Archeon, you know, as far as like the size and the height of it. And, you know, he even went so far as when, when I was doing the initial conversion to make sure he, he is ex- probably a couple of millimeter out, but he is pretty much exactly the same height as like Archeon, the actual model itself, my Bellacore. So obviously he didn't want people sort of modeling for an advantage and stuff. So the way the wings are posed and the height of him and stuff is pretty much an identical silhouette to the actual Archeon model. So in my mind, you know, it's a different take on the character. It's um, the alternate world version. My, yeah, alternate world, you know, where he's the ever chosen. You know, obviously, this Bellacor is just the jacked up, you know, Bellacor as he is in the, in the standard sort of universe. So. You know, if they'd, it would have put it this way, it would piss me off more. I mean, I don't know what they're, where they're going to go with the story. They're then they're not going to, you know, get rid of Archeon. Uh, you know, I wouldn't have thought because he's such an amazing kit and all the rest of it. So it would it would have pissed me off more if they'd gone down the narrative route, you know, and sort of had him all armoured up with the Slayer of Kings and all the rest of it. Then that would have been a bit of a pain in the bum. Um, but as they've done, they've you know just taken the model and, and, and jacked it up. I think um, there's a couple of elements on him that, you know, although I, I think the proportions of the model are slightly off. I I, I like yeah. the. I, the did, I didn't realise he's got wings. The, there's a couple of different poses for the hand as well. So you, I've noticed that's right. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, so there's two, got different, the two different heads as well. Yeah. Um, you got him with like his tongue slightly out and his tongue went like, ah, ah, ah. I think but um, of all the things of the focal points I think both the heads are derpy yeah I, th- I think that the, the heads are just a bit too the face not the head but the faces are a bit too small um, I, 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 I think they're sculpted I think they're sculpted well and they look okay but I think they're just a bit he's got, he looks like he's got a bit of a pinhead um, it looks like that bit in Beetlejuice where, they, where he's waiting in the uh, <laughs> waiting. in the office and he sprinkles the dust on the guy and yeah. his head shrinks a little bit. Um, so, I mean, you know, I like, you know, I think the um, my favourite part of the model is the sword, is the blade. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's... I think if if I was going to have done something differently, you know, if there was one sort of bit that I would have taken, and it's just if you notice on the blade, it's not um, the smoke effect isn't coming off the blade. The smoke yeah. effect is the blade. Yeah. So where the where if you if you if you look at the actual blade that's not got the smoking effect on it on the underside and flip it, the smoking effect starts before like well before the actual blade would finish. Do you know what I mean? So it's not that typical effect of oh it's a sword with some flamey bits coming off it like the Gulliman sword or you know even going back to some of the the old sort of high elf or um, uh, Empire Wizard models, where it's just like a flame effect, a flame effect on a blade. Um, the actual blade, it's uh, you know the the smoke is it's like the the he's apparating the the blade out of the smoke, if that makes sense. So I think that's a really cool effect. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's a 
it's, it's, they, I, I don't know what the development cycle's like. I mean, my first work in progress pick of him was in 2016. So, you know, and, and he's been done for just over, it's his, it was his two year anniversary of completion a couple, about a month ago now, Feb, like beginning of Feb. So, um, you know, I don't know what the development cycle is like. I know that uh, a few of my the, sort of my mates that, that are up at Games Workshop, um, Les was <laughs> proudly showing the picture of uh, of, um, of my Bellacore and sort of the timestamps on it to some of the guys at Forge World and stuff. So it was quite, you know, obviously, you know, and, and Ben Johnson, you know, obviously has been following the work in progress of it and that. So, you know, you know, the timings of it, whether it, you know, I'd like I'd like to think in my own head canon that mine kind of maybe inspired the fact that they wanted to do a bigger Bellacore. Was it in the works beforehand? Maybe I don't know, but you know, it's just another really cool model, and I, I've been thinking about doing a um, uh, using it as a conversion um, for a massively over the top pumped up Vargulf Lord. Uh, to count as a vampire lord on zombie dragon for the new vampire range that's going to come out, um, you know, like a, just a like a, almost like a god, like a like a, a god of the vampires or whatever you want to call it. Yes, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. The, the funny thing is, you'd be able to use him, and you know, I'd, I'd like to think, I'd like to think in the rules when when Broken Realms Bellacore comes up, there's a. Ca- I mean, I, I don't know if they will because they, they wouldn't want to alienate people buying models, but it'd be really nice, and it would harken back to some of the old Warhammer Fantasy rules and some of the old rules in 40k, where you you know, if you had one special character, it meant you couldn't have another because of the narrative behind their characters, and it'd be quite cool in a way if. You know, if you were running Bellacore, you couldn't run Archeon and vice yeah. versa because they wouldn't team up. Um, I doubt they'll do that because they want people to spend money on both models. Um, but it would mean if they don't do that, that I could actually field both in an army. Um, one count, obviously, my one counting is Archeon and, and the new Bellacore model count is Bellacore. So that'd be quite cool. Um, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, you've got the, the Primaris there on his base and the Chaos Warrior, which I think is another cool touch that they've, um, because when, when the first pictures were, were leaked, it was like, oh, I can't use it in 40k. And then they, they've obviously thought of that and, and done a, an option to have a, a, a dead Primaris on there as well. So, um, you, know, maybe, you know, in the future, I might pick him up. He is a very cool model. Um, I probably won't ever use him as Bellacore because my, um, you know, my army, you know, my Chaos Armies or being a sort of Chaos Project, as it were, for want of a better word, is pretty much set in stone as far as the characters and stuff and the, and the you know obviously the points cost changing here and there will determine sort of different sort of ancillary units but the main characters are going to be sort of Archeon and a greater demon of each of the powers I've banged on about ad nauseum um, so I don't really see a fit in him for you know I could perhaps do a, a Slaves to Darkness army but um, no I don't think I'll be picking him up to actually use as as Bellacourt it'll probably be part of the um, the vampire um vampire army conversion that I've, well, I've been thinking about but there's a couple of know, things I, I don't know that you just said I wanted a cool to model. pick up on which was um honestly that those two models on that base has is just been the most it's been the largest amount of just stupid comments i think i've seen on the internet about anything one first off like you mentioned about had a primaris on the base and it was like, oh you didn't know western um and the other one was the fact it's a chaos warrior 
And everyone's like, oh, why did it, it kill Warrior? Why, why, can't, why is it not a Stormcast Eternal? And I'm sat there going, do you not think that small point on his base informs a narrative of what to expect with this release when it happens? Like, Bellacor ain't friends with Archeon. He's he's no. the whole the whole the whole. He's, he's head of head of the Demon Legion, isn't he? He's yeah, not the whole, head of the, the whole Warriors point. of Chaos. Well, he's been essentially plotting the downfall of Archeon. So the fact yeah. that there's a Chaos Warrior on his base probably hints towards the fact that when he's released, that his narrative is going to be maybe the Chaos Gods have decided actually, you know what? Fuck it, Archeon. He's a bit of a dickhead. We know he's fucking around with the Gaunt Summoners. We actually want our artifacts back. How they get it, their artifacts back? Oh, I don't know. Let's uh, let's call Bellacor. Get get on speed yeah, dial. Juice him up. You know, yeah. That's that, that is potential narrative that they're hinting at. And it seems such a silly, silly thing to people to question or just complain about on on the internet. Um, and the other thing is, I think what you should be able to say now, Rob, is that the reason why you didn't win anything, at, you actually win a, a recognised award at that um, uh, at that event. Uh, was it an open? Yeah, the open day. Is that um, yeah. you can say the GW just didn't want to give it the recognition it deserves because they were working on the own. <laughs> Maybe do you know what? That's, that's a proper that's a tin fo- that's proper tin foil. I don't even. I, think I actually don't think it's that tin foil. No, true, true. I mean, maybe that's why the um, the article never really materialised on yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, Someone's going. Whoa, 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 whoa! This can't happen. Yeah. yeah well, and the fact that they haven't, they haven't featured it on Warhammer Community when. I tag them in it as well after the release. Uh, that could very well have some uh, have some weight to it. So yeah, I mean, I you know, I can it's it's uh, you know it's like the whole thing. You know, have enough infinite infinite amount of monkeys and an infinite amount of typewriters, you're going to get the works of Shakespeare. You know, you, you leave you know you procrastinate, or if you leave sort of um, popular, you know, I'm I'm certainly not the only person who sat there thinking of cool ideas for twists on new armies or characters or. You know, like the exodites and stuff you know eventually it's gonna it's gonna happen you know and you know if i even leave it long enough then you know again going back to stuff i've done in the past it's always been you know because you know that like the one immediately springs to mind was the you know doing all the conversions of uh, warlocks and farseers on the old jet bike models and you know that that was based on models that were even when i was doing them Eight year, you know, the conversions. What was it when when the new jet bikes got revamped? That was 2014. So I was doing the conversions around 2013 on models that had been out for 15 years almost. So you know, it's it's going to eventually, you know, these, it's gonna these sort of up, things. Are, it's going to catch up, yeah. And, and you know, wh- whether or not they do, uh, you know, I don't think, you know, I think I'm pretty safe with. I'd like to well, <laughs> touch wood or touch touch um compounded mdf or whatever this fucking destiny made of that i got from ikea um the you know egrim van horseman um t'challa Valnir the reaper and arvul the undefeated remain untouched um because uh, they'll be the you know the, the sort of big centerpieces that will accompany the you know archeon and as I said, in, or Archeon slash Bellic, my, my Bellicor conversion, and I th- as, as I was saying, you know, when I was sort of, you know, full on into doing those paintings, I think those centrepieces will be as sort of impactful in whether I, you know, sort of, you know do well at Army, you know, sort of best painting and stuff, 
you know, certainly even Van Horseman, you know, once he's fully painted, he's going to be probably better painted than Delacour because I've progressed as a painter since then. So, you know, he will be just as big a draw on the army than Delacour is, you know, and the same with, you know, when I get around to doing the, the other three. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm, I'm quite sanguine in, in myself and that, you know, in the beginning it was a bit of a, for fuck's sake, but you know, in time, you know, looking back on it and having time to reflect on it, I think it's actually, you know, if anything, you know, especially from what you've, you know, kind of the insinuations you've made, it's, I feel like it's a bit of a compliment maybe, you know. And, and I mean, you've also got that thing of when yeah. people do see it at an event, they can go, oh, that's a really cool conversion of Bellacore. And you go, no, actually, this is a scratch yeah. build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's become, for those that, you know, for those that were kind of, you know, because like, it's weird to think that, you know, it's been two years since he's been finished, but, you know, like, I know I brought him along to Brotherhood, um, for people to have a look at, um, but, like, you know, and, and the goal was always to win best paint at Facehammer, but, like, Russ, Byron, Les, and Terry haven't seen him in the flesh yet. No. Um, and so he hasn't really gone out there and made the impact and, and, but everyone knows about him. So it's, I uh, hopefully, you know, when you know, things get back to normal, I do get that side of the army finished that when, if I do take him to events, it's, it's almost like, oh, you know, it's like an urban legend. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that they've, Diesel's they've urban the, myths. Yeah. Yeah. So they've, they've seen, you know, they've, you know, it's finally done and he's out there and, you know, um, but the, the, the one thing I will say was looking at the um, the paint scheme, um, and it won't. You know, I'm not going to go back and fucking completely repaint him. But there's certain little things on. There's like little touches on, like just how the the, the talons and stuff, and like um, especially on the feet uh, are painted, and that that would that won't take you two minutes to repaint those. Um, but just how they've um, sculpted the horned head um, is quite is quite cool in the way that they've done it. Um, you know, how they've got the textures and the stuff and looking at it, it'd be quite, it'd, not sort of blowing my own trunk, but it'd be quite something, something quite easy to replicate. Um, not that, not that I would go back and completely re-scrub the head and then because I'm, I'm not stupid, but, um, you know, it's quite, it's quite interesting to see the little touch points. And I like, I like the fact that they've, like little touches, like they've, there's obviously a different options on the, the chains on his wings to have like space marine heads on them. As well as just normal skulls and yeah. stuff like that, I thought that was quite cool. Um, but yeah, it's not particularly my cup of tea. The new one, but I quite like it. But what um, I just don't understand why the wings are so big. Yeah, the wings are it ridiculous. Looks, it, it looks. It just keeps reminding me of somebody who's been working from home and they've left their computer to go for you know for a toilet break or whatever, and their cats walked across the keyboard <laughs> and ac- accidentally turned it up 125 percent and nobody's noticed <laughs> yeah i agree well i even find that the actual shape of the wings themselves kind of jar with the silhouette of the model yeah it's yeah, almost like they it's... wanted it almost feels like they wanted a spread wing but they also it's wanted like... the wings kind of coming back slightly so they've kind yes. of merged the two together it's like a um it's a similar span like how it's set up to archeons um what's the i can't remember the monk's name Dorgar, like, yeah. like big and wide um but he's kind of just standing there 
he's not like moving. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think that, I think that pose, the, the pose of the wings would perhaps look better if he was in a more similar pose to mine, where he's up in the air or, you know, like the Catan void dragon where it's sort of like he's moving, he's in motion in yeah. the air. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you know, perhaps, you know, they sort of feel, you know, it's just, you know, it's heroic scale sculpting, isn't it? And, and it just, I mean, it, you know, the overall thing I can appreciate, I, I think my, like I said, the, the, my favourite point of it is the, is the sword. Um, yeah, that's definitely the, the best bit, I think. Yeah, well, um, but Aaron, yeah, I, I, you know, I can appreciate Bailey, a good the, model. Uh, the current um, AOS master, um, made a great comment, which I, which I would like to agree with, and it goes back to kind of helping you with your ego as well a bit there, Rob, is that he'd like to think that they've kind of almost finished Bellacore. Uh, and then they saw your base and they went, shit, right, we need to epic the base up. So you are literally the reason that Bellacore's got such a grandiose base. Yeah, well, you know, again, I, yeah. if, 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 if it's gone, and, and that's the other thing as well. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. like the, the other thing that people ha- that haven't seen them, the figure, you know, obviously all the pictures and stuff on there, but one of the big things and that took me quite a long time to do is the optical illusion on the base to see the eight point cow star and, I don't. I, I really, honestly, don't think that that was even picked up on on the open day. Um, you know, I think it's almost like you have to. There was a, yeah. an optical illusion art installation at the Tate, and there was almost there was um like a thing like where it was like you have to. There was like a little frame that was set uh, away from it, and it was like you have to look at it through. The, you, know, you can look at it and walk around it and see it and everything. But then come and have a look through the frame, and the frame then is set that far back, and in such a way that you actually see the, the optical illusion coalesce into the actual vision that it's meant to be. And it's yeah. like it's almost like having if I if I ever take him and display him to have like a little little um, stand with like a chin rest to say right, put your chin in here, <laughs> like like one of the, like the like the really old style like you know like the the sort of optical illusion things you'd get at the circus back in the 19th century, you know, put your chin here, what the butler saw and all the rest of it. And right. Okay. We now your chin dressed and you can actually see the optical illusion. Um, so I think that'd be quite, actually, I'm actually thinking of doing that because that'd be quite a cool little thing to have to bring out on, you know, when I'm displaying the army, when I take it to events, that'd be quite a cool thing to do. Yeah. I can imagine, um, similar with the base, they said that, you know, if somebody at GW said, you know, quick bulk the baits up to make it more epic some just said oh look at the size of this one some just said oh fuck it just make the wings bigger yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah i'll do just, uh, oh, it's got, uh, yeah but this one goes up to these wings go up to 11 <laughs> yeah can you just make 10 louder no well, these, these got up to 11 that's right spinal tap reference there if anyone gets that but all those dads uh, there, yeah. they'll get that um, but yeah, you know, in, in summary, I, I, you know, it's um, it's cool that you know older characters are getting reimagined. You know, is it? Yeah, thank God you didn't do Sigvald, eh? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's. I mean, well, I say that. Thank God I didn't do him. I chopped up half a fucking Sigvald miniature, and I fucking completely butchered the Vizark miniature, which I could have really used for my Exodite army. <laughs> So I've got like the Vizark legs and cape side, which I could probably still use for something. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, 
you know, the, yeah, that the, yeah, Sigvald was a was another one that was on the plate. But I, th- I, I think I, hopefully, especially with the um, now that they've released this the Nesh head and night stuff, that the Charles probably not on the cards. Although you see, I've seen a couple of shout to Bellatron. I don't know if he listens, but he's done a he's done a quite a cool. He's doing a dual. He's doing some head fantastic night. stuff. Those conversions yeah, head are. night and. Um, Dual Head Knight and the Daughters of Cain army where he's mashing up the Bloodstalkers, is it, with the with with the Slaneshi kits, so they look pretty cool. And and the actual um Shalaxi uh, model actually scales quite well with the Marathi snake body. I think I, I saw him post that today and they gave that a cheeky like. So Yeah, that's really good. That's um really good. That's, and that was good, that got me thinking about the base for Chichala, but I think a, a, a keep a keeper upper body still fits just about on that Marathi tail, so that's probably what that'll end up being. But um yeah, no, I mean it, it kind of it did it did sort of make it's kinda of like, right, I'll fucking show you. I'll get I'll get Egrim done. I'll get do you know what I mean? That, that it did it did kind of reignite that song. Yeah, yeah. So uh you know, I'm, and it's just another cool model. I think I I do think a a big like what, what, what are your thoughts on like a big like Vargolfy type Lord thing, all in? I, I, the, the only problem I think would be that a couple of people have done that. I think already based off like the Vermin Lord kits with like um, zombie dragon wings and things. So I don't know whether I'll get lost. You know, I'll get lost in the mix a little bit. But he's definitely got potential for a for a cool conversion. But I, I think I'm going to leave. It certainly sounds awesome. But I think you've got. I think you've got enough on your plate. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he'll always be there for, for down the line if I ever wanted to chop him up. It certainly made me feel good chopping him up. Okay, <laughs> like, I, I, <laughs> um, but your belly. Yeah, I mean, I, no, no, fuck no. Um, but although I have been looking into um, getting, uh, trying to get. Uh, and um, brokers, I think I spoke to you about it, Matt, about getting the a, a scan of of the actual um, Slayer of Kings. Oh yeah, from the the, the Evertrope from Archeon's kit, and get as an S, is it they call it? St- I've been saying it wrong. STLs. Yeah. An STL file. STLs tend to be um, ones that use free printing. You and, get uh, you get objects object and, files as well. Yeah, and, and two up it, so I've got an actual Slayer of Kings for, and, and paint it up and swap it out for the one that I kit patched for, better call, but... To be fair, you're probably better off just, you can literally just ask a 3D designer just to knock one up for you. So yeah, to design one, yeah. But I, I think I'll just leave it as is, and, and I, I, I know he's obviously back in some assembly just because I wanted to uh, sort of touch up a couple of bits on the paint job. I think... Um, that's one thing actually that I need to do before I move, so I can reassemble him. So he's he's transportable because uh, at the moment he's not. Um, so that's something that I, I need to do once we get a confirmed date on the house move. Is set a week of hobby aside just to sort of touch up the bits that I wanted and get him reassembled so he can be transported to the new house. But awesome. Yeah, no, I th- you know, going back to it, I think it's a cool model. Um, there's certain bits on it that I like, certain bits that I don't. But and that's not me being salty. That's just, just is what it is. Yeah, no, I don't, I'm, 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 I'm don't. at peace. I'm at peace with myself now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Fair enough, mate. I was fucking enough. fuming when the teaser came out. Fair play. Jesus. He was like, what the fuck's wrong with you? So, you know that hobby that you don't really sort of pay too much attention to and that project that took me fucking nearly two years to, to complete? Well, Games Workshop have just gone completely fucking released. And she was like, oh, right, okay, cool, yeah. Like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> like, like, it means so little to you, but... So uh, just, yeah. just just point just point to me on the photo where the dolly upset you. Yeah, yeah. It is the yeah. fucking dolly. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, it's all it's all good. I just I I, I, I just um. Sounds like you're smashing your bits box while you're going. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, there's so many cool new models coming out, and that that, that Oceark Bone Reaper reveal that they did for the new um, you got to be loving that, right? Yeah. I say that, but I did have to point out that I still do have more Bone Reaper stuff to paint. I've not painted everything Oh, really? Yet. What do you think of the new model that you revealed? Oh, he's amazing. He's, he is phenomenal. I want, I want a unit of cool. them. I want a unit of them yesterday. Yeah, nice big axe. It's just, it's just the nice, you know, the stoic pose. I think just, just as a, just a single sculpt is brilliant, and I just love a unit like that. Just kind of mid-range between that and stalker size would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of get sort of in between the yeah, sort of in between what they called the Mortec dudes, the Mortec Garden and Stalker, yeah, like a almost like the old Ushabti size. Well, the Stalkers are about Ushabti size, so again, it'd be kind of oh, like yeah. think think more like Terminator, right? Right. So like Space Marine Terminator, then you got your uh, um, God, what Centurions or something? I don't know. I don't know. Somewhat along those lines, but no, but to be honest, I mean, Bone Reapers aren't aren't suffering from visual height within within the army, so it's not something that's 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 essential, but just a bit of a wish list, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. You think they're going to get the art? Someone's mentioned that they might there might be an archer in that war band. Yeah, they've um, did they tease a silhouette? Yeah, yeah. You got the reveals on, so you got another reveal thing on Saturday, haven't we? What yes. do you think it's going to yeah. be? There's, a, there's, a admet, there's definitely an admet character, isn't there? Yeah. I think there's from the rumour. And I think the, the act, I, think yeah, the, I actually think the other one is uh, Privateers, uh, Scourge Privateers. What, the... Uh, Black Ark Corsairs. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Mm. Uh, I've seen a couple of... That was my initial response. And I've seen a few other things and I'm like, yeah, kind of. But that's that's where my that's where I went anyway. But we'll find I out this Saturday I, I, and we can talk and then we can talk about it, can we? Yeah, I just don't yeah. go down the vamp. Vampire pirate route. That's just a fucking don't 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 get hipster. Don't get hipster about vampire pirates. All right. What don't, do you mean? Don't you? What's, I saw someone on Twitter saying it was one of the worst ideas because it's just so it's so easy. Well, it'd be cool, but it's it's a bit of a trope, isn't it? I suppose games are so, so right. Well, I think that's uh, a good a time as any to start <laughs> to start wrapping up. Um, just going to give a quick plug of um, Pro Painted before we go. Um, so for the 40k listeners, I'll have by the time you're listening to this, Death Guard tokens up on the web store. Um, which I've also been asked to do some um, numbered themed objective tokens and uh, CP tokens as well. So those will also be available. And I've also done a teaser today of um, upscaling our new our acrylic trophies. Um, 
and thanks yeah, that, for, that looks very cool thanks for sharing that yeah no the, the some of this come together and i'm really really happy with them um so the, basically you get the the acrylic uh insert cut out um which can be uh, completely customized to, to whatever you require um and you with each trophy you'll get the led base uh, which is battery or usb powered and comes with one of those little remotes you've probably seen with many other different uh, led powered lighting sources um so that comes with the trophy but what i'm also going to do is um i'm going to have them as a replacement for army plaques so the idea is that you would contact me and say look can you please say um you know, Osseot Bone Reapers by Matthew Lyons, and then I'll engrave a plaque that will fit inside the LED light. Um, same way that the trophies does from the video. Um, but once you've bought that LED base, you can just keep buying the, the different name plaques for your different armies. And it's quite, I think it's quite a cool way of kind of just drawing people to look at your army. But also, I could actually, I might just do this for myself, but because it's just acrylic engraved, I could do like a whole army list on it and it's all it's all bottom lit and everything. That'll look really cool. Um, so, yeah, just a couple of new bits and bobs on there. So go check us out. We've still got the buy two, get a third free running on the store, um, which ends uh, in a couple of weeks. So make sure you take advantage of that while you can. Um, but otherwise, that's that, that's everything I've got to mention. We, we managed to break the uh, we managed to uh, break the seal on talking about Bellacore and um yeah kind of bit of a catch-up on a hobby hopefully we'll record again in a couple of weeks and yeah share some more yeah yeah get some uh hopefully get get some progress done on these uh on these metal boys and uh see what this new reveal holds holds in store i'd I'd quite like to see um i mean i know that it's not um it's not going to be a thing for a long time but uh I think uh, uh, the, the two sort of armies that would get me sort of excited back for AOS would be the. the I mean, I'm looking at the saying that I'm looking at the new Luminous stuff. That's I don't know when. If, I don't know if you've heard if there's any kind of timescale for for those, but they look pretty cool. I think they've announced the that there's a, there's a lot of delays with them. Oh, is there? In general, oh, I think they put a, a community post out saying you know a lot of the things you've seen. It's going to be a while till these things are out, so I don't. think think there's a time scale yet but they are getting stuff out so yeah well that's good because i can crack all my necrons and not be distracted yeah um, exactly well, your bank yeah. your bank account can uh you know take a bit of a breather it's going to need relief. it with moving house as well yeah and setting up this new man cave so uh i think that's probably going to be uh you know what's going to you know take up my hobby pennies as it were was getting the get, get a proper insulated man cave because it's been fucking freezing over over this winter <laughs> out here I, I, was, I cheaped out on the insulation, didn't get the, didn't get boarded up. So um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it's gonna be proper. It's gonna be lovely. It's gonna be carpeted. It's gonna have a little sofa. I'm gonna have a little fridge for my beers. You know, it's gonna be fucking amazing. Sounds great, mate. I'm looking forward to your sweet setup with a nice microphone and everything. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You have to help. You have to help me out with the choices on on the computers and stuff. Sure, I can do that. But yeah, well, that was uh, that was another episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.